minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program, and today we are in Riverdale, New York, and I'll tell you how significant that is in just a moment. First, I say good morning to Miriam L. Wallach. Good morning. Good morning. Do you know that we have a... uh, You're not going to hear anything. I know. So you may want to use this one. That one's more annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Remember what I said a minute ago that everything that's gone wrong so far this morning is going to be behind us and now we're going to just move forward with everything going smoothly? The gremlins have been working against us for the last two hours. That's for sure. Yes. Thank God. Things are all right. Baruch Hashem. And I want to thank all of the listeners, by the way, the ones that pay careful attention (laughs) to what goes on here every minute of the Nahum Siegel Network. And I'm not even kidding when I say that. I know. No joke. They take great pride in being listeners and being people that can have major input in what we do, and they did detect early on that we were being attacked. By gremlins. <laughs> and, they, and they chimed in, and I thank them for that very, very much. So here we are. Trucker Yitz right 6.04 a.m., and it's fixed. Yeah. That's it. Trucker it? Yitz, from this point on, everything is fixed. Yitz, you win the prize <laughs> for recognizing how quickly we fixed it this time as yes. opposed to the last time it happened. Right. It's not 8.04. It's so, 6.04. So thank you for that. Yes. We greatly appreciate it. Anyway, good morning, everybody, and uh, thanks for joining us. Today is a big day because mm-hmm. we are kicking off. We've kicked it off as of Labor Day, right? Uh, the month of incredible on-the-road programming sponsored by and brought to you by Azer Mitzion. But today is the actual kickoff because today is the first day we're actually on the road. We are on the road. And today, being on the road means that we're here until 9 a.m. Thank you, Alicia Block and everybody at the Pizza Block on Riverdale Avenue up in Riverdale, New York. And then later today, a mystery location for our live lunch, which is fun. Our Thursday live lunch is always fun. Today with a mystery location that no one's going to know before we actually get on the air. So that's fun. That's I cool. know. It's fun. And uh, and here we are. And thank you to Azer Mitzion, who, uh, who um, acknowledged and uh, completely bought into the vision that you set forth for them to take this month of September, which is a complete month of Elul before Yontif, and just sponsor the entire thing. And let us go on the road to all these different locations because you know we're going to be in Teaneck and we're going to be in uh, the Five Towns and we're going to be in Brooklyn. And we're going to be doing a whole bunch of great shows. But today we start up here in Riverdale, New York. Now, just to give a, a little bit of a perspective as to what's going on here. First we all, are next door to a Dunkin' Donuts. That's all you need to know. <laughs> no, first of all, you should have mentioned it's an all-kosher Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. We makes, are next to. Because that makes it even better. Right. But. <laughs> but we are outdoors. Yes. Right? A lot of people probably could hear the wind and you'd get the idea that we're doing this. And the shopping carts. Right. That we're doing, right. And the trucks and the horns mm-hmm. and everything else. And they're getting the idea that we're doing this in that type of environment. Right. We're right in front of the pizza block, which those of you who are familiar with Riverdale Avenue, Skyview Liquor is right here. SAR is right next SAR to us. SAR High School. SAR High School is right, right. here next to us. Uh, you just mentioned the old kosher Dunkin' Donuts. When I was here in Riverdale in the late 70s and uh, early 80s, this was an unbelievable movie theater. Now, now, right, now, now it was. Nachum. What? 
You're dating yourself. You could say that again. I'm just happy that there was, you know, power. <laughs> Very funny. Thank you. Um, so the, there was a, on occasion she can be funny. There was a great movie theater here. Yeah. Now, as you see, uh, they have this whole setup uh, with Dunkin' Donuts and many uh, different offices and stores. Um, We're also, by the way, pause. One second. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Pause. Plus, I know that Carlos and Gabby's is right here. Sure. Us. So there's a lot going on here. <laughs> These are the landmarks. When I was we're in, such Jews. When I was in <laughs> Carlos Riverdale, and Gabby's Pizza Block. Yeah. <laughs> when I was in Riverdale, <laughs> Duncan. When I was in Riverdale in the late '70s, early '80s, all the Jewish action of Riverdale was down um, on the what well, I guess we would call the the uh, down the hill side of Riverdale Avenue. That's, okay, that's still Riverdale Avenue, right? Where the, yeah, the cafe, everything was there. Anything Jewish, anything kosher, was all in that area. <laughs> if anybody hears, hears that that auxiliary noise, that's actually Yoni. I think Yoni's leaving us because right. he's schlepping suitcases to the car. And I think <laughs> he's had it. The show is over. His way of saying I've had it is right. Anyway, so um, we also have an incredible sunrise, by the way. So in those days, that's yeah. where the concentration of Jewish activity was. Right, much closer to Hebrew Institute of Riverdale, across from the RJC, etc. Today, as we've just described. The the bulk it seems. I mean, there's still activity down there. Yeah. But the I think the bulk or the real you know the youthful spirit of this area, especially with the high school. Excuse me, with the high school behind us. Right. Is right here, in this shopping center, which I assume has an official name. We're gonna uh, call it, it. We're gonna call it Alicia's sign. shopping center. Well, I can't see the sign from. Grunabounds is right here. Also, we, we can't not mention, mention Grunabounds. They've right. been here for fifty years. It's the first thing we heard at ten to five in the morning. Pretty cool. <laughs> And that's a legendary name sure. in the world of kosher baked goods. Sure. Anyway, so there are a few significant things I want to point out at the beginning of this show. And we'll get to the music and we'll get to everything Are we going to get to the sunrise? And we have some amazing and incredible guests today. <laughs> we really have some amazing... Amazing and incredible. That's a Nachum Siegel thing. Oh, is it? It is. Thank you very much. I'm, no. just, I'm just acting like myself. Thank you. Do we want to talk about the Duncan Munchins I just We'll, we'll okay. do all that okay. in a second. okay. Years ago, yes, I don't remember exactly when it was. Um, it, it may have been pre your time. It may have been during uh, the time that you've been here at the Nahum Single <laughs> Network. Years ago, I had this desire, this vision, to take a month or two and to broadcast from every borough in the city of New York. I do not know this vision. And we went ahead. Okay. And we broadcasted in Staten Island. Nope. We, we broadcasted in Manhattan, which we've done before. We've done right, about, sure. Well, Every studios, day, right. actually, Nachum. Exactly. Yeah. I, was, I was about to say Shkayach, but, but I was thinking more of the network. But you were thinking Shkayach. Right. I was thinking more of the network launch that we did you right. know, in, in the center of Manhattan. Jerusalem Cafe. Um, we've done uh, Queens. I did a show, I remember, at Gift World. I remember doing a show uh, um, I remember doing a show in Queens from, um, uh, we did it together, from Achiezer, which, again, we're going to be doing. You know, as no, part City of, Field. Right, as part of this thing. Plus, not City Field. We did it. Oh, yeah, it was at City Field. Yes. Right? Yeah, it was City Field. Yeah. Uh, plus, we're going to be doing another one in Queens, obviously, this month. And I remember doing a, uh, and, and we remember doing a million um, live remotes from Brooklyn, New York. I mean, you know, when we, when we hit the road with the evening show, it was almost always in Brooklyn. The center of the Jewish people. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> as we learned yesterday from BuzzFeed. <laughs> so we're doing all this stuff. And, and I never got the final piece of the puzzle. I never got... The Bronx? The opportunity to go to the... And the Bronx is significant to me. As I once said to the borough president of the Bronx on the air, I got engaged in the Bronx here at Wave Hill. I got married in the Bronx in um, in Marina. And my summer home is in the Bronx at 161st Street and River Avenue. 
Yankee Stadium. Yeah, so, I got it. So I got it. I said to him, I was letting you do it, but I got <laughs> thanks. it. You're the welcome. Bronx is so is so significant to me, and I've never that I could think of never in thirty five years. And I'm trying. I said to you yesterday. I'm trying to think back. You know, the school I went to was here in Riverdale on 249th Street and Independence Avenue. It started at the RJC. We have a lot of friends and a lot of synagogues and institutions up here, plus a lot of our friends taught and have had a lot to do with SAR over the years. I went to SAR. And you went to SAR. Right. And I'm saying, is it possible that after 35 years, this morning will be the first time ever that we have broadcasted from the Bronx? You want to make a Shekhiano? I should. Yeah. And sure enough, mm-hmm. Alicia Block and all those that we've worked with, Azra Mitzion, et cetera, have made it possible, and here we are. Right. We are finally here, and now it is complete. If I had one of those sticker maps, I would have a sticker on Manhattan. Okay. I'd have a sticker on Brooklyn. I'd have one on Staten Island and one on Queens. And now this morning, we'd have a big ceremony. Right, if we would remember the sticker map, it goes in that category of stuff <laughs> of a lot of other stuff we forgot this morning. And the drum roll, we still don't have. Yeah, <laughs> right. I would. Can I get a I would, drum roll? I would put that final sticker on. Uh, it reminds me of. Uh, Finish the thought. You ever seen a movie to be or not to be? I, I don't know, but you were in <laughs> Sar, and you were in Riverdale in the seventies, and I'm thinking I wasn't even alive. Yeah, <laughs> there's, a, there's a scene in that movie that this is reminding me of. But anyway. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> but I digress. But and, and now, what would I do? I would be I'd be lifting off and exposing the Bronx as the final piece to that incredible sticker map that now is complete with Nahum Siegel Network live radio broadcast. So this is not just another show, and it's not just a kickoff for another you know month of great on the road programming you're feeling it, good it is actually an accomplishment great that it took 35 years to get here but finally i am here and we are in riverdale we're ready to meet some of the great people of this community i am told that in school behind us at the sar high school obviously there are going to be a lot of people as you can imagine students and faculty etc going in and out all day long but at some time just before we wrap up at about a quarter to nine since today's a Thursday, laning and all that, that is the time when apparently throngs of students <laughs> descend on the pizza block, on this store that's to our left, whose name I don't remember. Do you know the name of that one? And most... Riverdale Kosher Mart? Oh, that's it, right. Yeah. And apparently the, the place that gets the most traffic is... Duncan. Tell us about your experience at the Kosher Dunkin' Donuts this morning. Well, thank you for asking, Nahum. <laughs> I made a friend... Who's that? The gentleman behind the counter. Do you know his name? No, I do not. You can but have a friend and not know their name. We're okay. very close. <laughs> but, so this is what happens. So I order my coffee, fine, and I want to get 25 assorted munchkins. Yeah. Right? Who would not? So he said, well, which munchkins do you want? I said, I don't know. Surprise me. Which, of course, as you know, is my answer to many things. He said, I can't surprise you. My wife says I'm very bad at surprises. To which I respond, that's okay. You're a man. Well, he burst out in laughter as if that was the funniest thing. He goes, this was the most fun three minutes. He's like, I'm going to have a great day now. You just made my day. I'm like, I don't know who you are, but this is fun. And I just got a, uh, I just got a tip. I think his name is Sachin. Who'd you get oh, that from? Uh, Alicia, who's listening. So you were doing your own show in Duncan this morning. That's often what happens. While we're busy setting, setting up, yes. you're doing your own comedy. I'm distracted. Inside. When there's a free-flowing coffee, I'm often distracted. <laughs> yeah, so in the box, 
that my good friend Sachin, or I, I have to assume Your that everyone's not Sachin. It says S A C H I N. Maybe it's Sachin. Okay, I don't think he's French. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think when he's French pastries, and often. owning Dunkin' Donuts here in Riverdale. Okay, but we have the glazed and we have the powdered because, you know, those are stalwarts. We have the jellyfin, Sachin. Sachin. Okay. Um, we you have the your pronunciation. Yeah, I know. We have the jelly-filled. We have chocolate, which would be the least one, the, the last one you would take. I'm not even sure if the bottom... You're making a face. I'm, I, it's interesting how you're making assumptions about what well, I would... Well, you only eat would, vanilla ice cream. What I would grab out of a munchkin's box. Well, isn't that part of the shtick this morning? There's only one answer to the to the what would Nahum Siegel take out of the munchkin's box. There's, only there's one also pumpkin there. in here. There's only one answer? I think... Well... Oh, shoot. We're getting dirty. In the... What do you call Sachin. it? In the... Um, in the... Now that there is a pumpkin choice... I like the fact that Alicia's producing from the yeah, office. That's good. It's actually very helpful. Yeah. Um, the, um, now that there's a pumpkin choice, I yes. might go for that You can one. see it. It's at the bottom. It's a little bit... Uh, yeah. Now that I see the way it looks, I'm going to go with my my go-to. You're glazed. I'm going to glaze. I'm of glazed. course. I'm a glazed guy. Of course you are. <laughs> so there's of that. course you are. Because the... Meanwhile, Yoni's looking like, hey, no one's offering me any. No, Yoni's <laughs> looking like, why wouldn't you just eat them all? Why are you discriminating? Um, yeah, because you had European parents, and therefore, I don't think anything with powdered sugar is going to come your way because it's going to make a mess. I don't think my father, who was born in Russia and raised in Palestine, would be considered European. You know what I meant. I make assumptions. Would you be eating the powdered sugar? Yes or no? Of course not. A, a Brother, there you go. So my point is, of a German woman yes. eating powdered sugar early in the morning with dark beds? What are you crazy? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's bad enough that you've already gotten some of that sugar. You on know, you. I'm feeling like getting more sugar on you. To be honest, that's the way this morning is going. Um, yeah, so that's that's the answer, and I will I'll enjoy one of those glazes in a minute. You're not going to have one now. Well, we go to some music. I can't, you know, I can't eat and talk at the same time. No, we don't never do that. I would never even think of that. Not in a million years. So I'll be enjoying the glazed. Um, we should also let people know yeah. that. Did um, we get Sachin to turn it on in his? Uh, does he have an app? Did he? Uh, did he download the app and, and put it on his he's, store? He's actually working right now. I know, but he may want some great musical and, and okay. When he if he if his accompaniment. Sh- okay if his shift is over. While we're still on the air, I will make sure to go over and take care of this. Well, Otherwise, well, I'm thinking that they don't they play don't they play a show or music or something in Dunkin' Donuts? At the moment, there's nothing uh, going on in there. Okay, so now I understand. But Nahum, it's not just Dunkin' Donuts; it's also Baskin Robbins. Yeah, there's an entire display case. It's also six twenty in the morning. I know, but you and I, we've all been up since four. Right, but I still don't know if I'd go for the ice cream this early. Yoni's like again. I don't Yoni. know what your problem is. <laughs> Yoni. <laughs> He's milkshakes the, he's, he's are a food one, group. He gets milkshakes on the way to work. <laughs> that's how. You, you, know. you know. And the, by the way, folks, I promise you that's not an exaggeration. You know, <laughs> one morning when you had a family, when we were in, we were having breakfast on 15th and 1st, and yeah. you had a family member in the hospital, so right. you left us for a few minutes Correct. to go in and be Mavakar Holm, right? And Yoni's like, you yeah, know, I can, I can use a, milkshake. a milkshake. I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit here. I'll wait for the both of you to come back. I'm doing work. What difference does it make? Okay. So he goes. He comes back. I'm like, where's the milkshake? He's like, I finished it already. <laughs> I'm like, that's you uh, what? That, even I think that's terrible. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know. When um, when my daughter, who's in Stern, joined us yesterday, right? So I said to her, she was going to walk back up to Stern from, from 15th and 1st. And she's like, and I'm like, just ask Yoni where the nearest Duncan is. He did not hesitate. He's like, over there, one block over. He knows them all. 
He knows them all. Lisa, that would be a good trivia game. We, I never thought that this early morning show would turn into salute to you, Mr. Pollock. But look, we do salute We don't you. salute Yoni enough, that, frankly. I agree. But we should always do it early in the morning. Right. Because by the <laughs> afternoon, we're all just... And I should mention, we, we all usually... Not Yoni. Okay, me and you usually have tough Thursdays. So if we're being generous and, and overly gracious and... Laud- lauding Yoni, we should do it early in the morning before we get grumpy. Well, that I because now it's sincere. That I agree. With By you. one o'clock, you and I are not going to be talking to each other. Well, that's obvious. Yes. But, but I'm thinking it's going to be much earlier than that. But all right, let's see what happens. <laughs> we have a meeting at three. By the way. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, <laughs> ladies, ladies and gentlemen, home. this beloved international audience, may I again proclaim that I am proud after 35 years of broadcasting that I am in Riverdale, New York. I'm in the borough of the Bronx. You're in Alicia's parking lot. We've made it. We're here. And if you're looking for us, listen very carefully. You go to the pizza block on Riverdale Avenue. You literally cannot walk into the store without tripping over us this morning. It's impossible. We're here in the parking (laughs) space right in front of the store. We're lying down in front of the store so you actually trip over us. With the beautiful NSN signage. um, Proudly proclaiming that we're here in Riverdale. And if you're in Riverdale and you have children or family members who've always wanted to see a radio show live if you have people with you if you're in the bronx or if you're in washington heights or if you're in upper manhattan or even if you're over the bridge in teaneck or even if you're in westchester and you're even if be, you're in woodmere and you'll be driving through riverdale later yeah. today come by and say hello you'll see a live radio show as it's happening and it's a lot of fun and you'll see why it's so significant that we finally made it to the bronx simple as that all right I'm excited to have sar people on we have a yes. crazy lineup, by the way. We have a great way. lineup today. A lot of great people from SAR. A lot of wonderful people from Riverdale. Dr. Phil's going to be joining us. Not, not that Dr. Not Phil. Not that Dr. Phil, but my Dr. Phil. Nahum's Dr. Phil, who I've spoken about before right. on the air, and I've referred to uh, as Dr. Phil before the, uh, Dr. Phil was even known by anybody Right. In this this is the real Dr. Phil. Exactly. This is the OG, as the, the kids The real would say. Dr. Phil yep. is going to be stopping by. He is one of the uh, world's greatest audiologists. Right. And um, what do y'all just to the stars? I would say. And it was. I'm estimating. Give me a second. I'm is esti- this when you were first in Riverdale in the 70s? I'm estimating at it was, that movie theater. I'm estimating it was 22 years oh, ago my. this month. Yes. 22 years ago this month, when my voice completely was lost before Shania Kipper, and I went to him and said, "I've done for the umbud. Forget about the radio. Radios, you know, is halbitzer, as they say. I got done for the umbud. What's your recommendation? And I will share with you later today what he said. What his first recommendation was of the list of recommendations was it stop talking? What the first recommendation? I'm not saying anything. What the first recommendation was that yeah. Doctor Phil gave me, so that I could prepare in those final days before Rosh Hashanah. I wonder what he would tell Fran Drescher. You could ask him. I wonder if he would... I mean, all right, we will discuss yeah, it. We'll discuss I, don't, I don't know. I have a feeling you're going to be doing that segment all by yourself. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, we should also mention that there will be some... Shall we refer to them as fan favorites? People who have not been on the air yes. in a while, but people whose names and personalities and personas are well known to the community, both both local and international communities. And we are looking forward to them joining um, joining you on the air. That will be very exciting. It certainly will be. Um, and the full day of programming continues even after 9 a.m. Obviously, right. we have a exciting lineup this morning. All fresh new programs. Exactly. And um, Dr. Yardena Osband is my guest today. Right. 10.30 this morning. 10.30 this morning on That's Life. She is a Riverdale resident, resident which made this 
even more exciting, but we do talk about vaccines at the beginning of school. So um, we have a full day. We have a lot going on and a mystery mystery location for our live lunch today. Where in the world is Nachum Siegel? Where will we be is the question. Does he even know what Carmen Sandiego is? I don't know, but the only hint I will give is that, remember, we're in Riverdale. That's the only hint. In other words, there's, a, there's only a limited pl- number of places we can go to if we have to pack up and we need some time to get to the other place and set up over there. I don't know. You and I fly back and forth to Israel like we're, right. you know. <laughs> but to do, to do a show at 11 a.m. Yes. when finishing in Riverdale at 9, right. you know, the question is where will we be? Why are we, why are we giving out teasers? For the live lunch. Why are we telling people? Getting people to start thinking about it. That's all. Okay. Um, they can start commenting on the app, by the way. Hey, comment on the app and you'll see on the app. Let us where you let us hear. Where you think we'll be. And the background of the app is our friends at Azer Mitzion, yes. right? That's up there. We thank them as uh, always. And I'm telling you, I did this yesterday. Remember I said on the air I'm going to do it? I did it. <laughs> because I cannot pass up the opportunity to be involved in a sports competition even if I'm not there. I went ahead. You heard about this ball drop that Azer Mitzion's doing? They take, Golf ball. They take a helicopter, right? Like the old minor league baseball with the baskets. I didn't ever heard of this shtick. You go to a minor league baseball game at a real minor league park, right? Like those out of New York, the ones that oh. do real games. What are you talking about? Cyclones? Yeah, but they don't do the big game today. They do the they do the you know the the traditional games. There's a lot of other cool stuff. That are goes you insulting on. Sandy? No, but there's a lot of other cool stuff that goes on. What they do is they take a basket. Yeah. They put it on the back of a truck, and you purchase a softball that has your number on it. You okay. Know? And uh, and as the truck goes around the stadium, you throw it, the ball, and anyone whose ball lands in the basket wins a prize. That's how it works. I don't know exactly how, you know, what the prize is. So in this case, what they're doing is you buy golf balls. Obviously, you have a number designated to you. They take them all up, the hundreds of balls up to a helicopter. They toss them all down to, on the 18th hole, and the three balls that are closest to the hole win the three cash prizes. When I heard this on the air yesterday from Ryan Hyman, I said, I am all in. Even if I can't be there, i got to be in this competition. So I went to the website. I bought the balls. If you, By the way, use promo code Nahum. You get a discount. Right. Use promo code Nahum, and now we'll see what happens when they do the big event. How much, the, is the, how much do you got to give? I paid, I think I paid... Was it fifty bucks for three golf balls? I'm I mean, doing it. I think it was fifty. But first you get all, a discount. You get a five percent discount. Right, with us. but first of all, it's money well spent. Yeah, Give me for a sure. break. Azer Mitzion. Azer Mitzion. And you know how little money it costs to swab. Correct. In, in relation to other causes out there. Right. So if I'm giving them fifty bucks or whatever it is, so that they can swab right. a couple more people, yeah, that's money well Plus spent. Plus, you get to that competition. Yeah, okay, that's I not said to, the. I said to him, I need a video of it. I need a video. Of I'm surprised it. you don't want to be in the helicopter. I'm surprised you don't want to be that guy. Of course do you that. do. You hadn't thought about I it. I honestly want to. Be I'll next, talk to Ryan. I honestly want to be next to the 18th hole, so I could just see. You know, who you want to get hit are. by the golf balls. Well, I want to see who the winners. Now are. that's a dream come true. That and Riverdale. One second. There is a comment on the app, by the way. A B says Dr. Phil is amazing. Totally cured my son of his hoarse voice. A uh, round of applause for Dr. Phil. He also is an expert. That's another sound we don't have. Yeah. He also is an expert at curing stuttering. And do you know what that could do to change someone's life? You know that uh, I had on last year Mo Mernick, who wrote an entire book on the gift of stuttering. And he talks about that. Can we bring that up with Dr. Phil? Yeah, sure. Excellent. Um, all right. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Whatever. We got a show to do. More coming up. Me We're you. in Riverdale. Stop by and say hi. Go that's, to Sachini, get a cup of coffee. That's all we're asking is that you stop by and say hi. We're in Riverdale and you're listening to JM and the AM on the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you. 
Before that, you heard some uh, Yoni Z, you heard some Yaakov Shweki, and now you hear us live in Riverdale, where I was just corrected. I was just raked over the coals. Um, and you are prone to exaggeration. By one of the great people here in Riverdale. Um, apparently, I have forgotten. I, I sort of misrepresented the whole premise this morning. Let's put it that way. This is going really well. <laughs> I had forgotten that we had broadcasted from Riverdale, from the Bronx, uh, back in uh, the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, 
on more than one occasion from the main event when it was on Riverdale Avenue. Mm. But the, but I, I'll tell you why I block. Oh, that's funny, pizza block. I'll tell you why I blocked that out of my mind. And I, my apologies to Joey Bodner and company because, of course, I shouldn't have blocked it out of my mind. But the reason I did is because I, I again, re- had remembered that period of time when I wanted to get to all five boroughs and got to four of them and never got to the fifth during that scenario, during that whole episode. But yes, uh, my apologies to Riverdale. We've been here before. We were at the main event, and that was years ago. It was an amazing day. I'll never forget it. It was an amazing day. So basically, if you heard the first 40 minutes of the show, (laughs) just ignore it. it. (laughs) Exactly. Just kidding. Well, the stuff about Carlos and Gabby's and Dunkin' Donuts and And Alicia Block's beautiful store. and SAR High School. And and the pizza block over here at SAR. And and Skyview and Grunenbaum's. All that stuff you could remember. Right. But the point, or the part where I said that I had never been broadcasting from the Bronx before, let's ignore that. The whole Shekhi thing a bit exaggerated well but it's been a long time and again now i understand why i made that mistake but that doesn't make it any better frankly no. um now yes we have an nsn app that we do thank god it gives people an opportunity to comment mm-hmm. and someone whose screen name is jm in passaic okay see, this is what happens what happens? i said this to you yesterday this is what happens we hit the road we announce we're going somewhere, and all of a sudden, there's this tremendous jealousy among other communities. Oh, boy. I'll give you an example. The kids are fighting? Today, we know that we are going to to speak to some of the people here in Jewish education, SAR High School, right? Uh, not a full show from a school, but because we're here and right next door, we're doing that, obviously. It's one of the main institutions here up in Riverdale. So yesterday, uh, as all this is being planned and we're going through our final preparations... Uh, in studio about today's show, I get a text from another school. What would it take to get you to come visit us? Now, again, I'm not visiting a school today, but you get my point. So the same thing has just happened this morning, and you'll see it on the app. We're here in Riverdale. We've announced that we're going to Riverdale. We're going to Teaneck. We're going to the Five Towns. Doing a lot of stuff during this Azermitzion month with us on the road. And someone whose screen name is J.M. in Passaic writes... When is Nahum broadcasting in Passaic, New Jersey, with five question marks and four exclamation points? Well, that now I'm not doing it. No, I'm just kidding. And, and, then, <laughs> and they said, check out the cover of Mishbacha. I don't know what's on the cover of Mishbacha. Maybe I don't they, know. Maybe they do a feature on Passaic this week. Um, but you want to know something? This question. From well, the, we're going to Lakewood. We're going to be in Lakewood during this tour. But this right. question, a, from a obviously a Passaic resident, mm-hmm. is a legitimate question. For sure. Now, I don't want to say I've never done it before. Because, that because has, in the last hour, people have been proving you wrong. Because yes. that's gotten me in trouble. Yes. But I don't think... And you also said it with such authority. No, quiet. <laughs> but I don't think I've ever broadcasted from Passaic, New Jersey. Well, you know what? Oh, wrong. Wrong. That was quick. We did Saturday Night Seagull from Passaic. That was quick. Yeah, we did Saturday Night Seagull from Passaic, and that was a great. That was a great show. So can we now we not make any? Here. No more bold statements, right? Any definitive? I have never done fill in the blank. Hallelujah, 
את השם כל הגויים שבחו כל האומים
קטונתי מכל החסדים ומכל האמת אשר עשית את דרדך. קטונתי מכל החסדים ומכל האמת אשר עשית את דרדך.
45 minutes ago and I said that all of our uh, early morning technical problems were behind us and now uh, we move forward without uh, any difficulty with tremendous ease. Well, it seems that uh, the fact that we were never in Riverdale before is not the only lie I told this morning. <laughs> it, seems, it seems that there's other there's other things that... Uh, we're going to re-record the first hour of this show and then just cut and paste it so the archive sounds completely different. And that there's accurate information. Oh, for the and love of good, everything holy. I mean, my gosh. Now, just to explain what happened... In, Stephen would say this is a kapara. In the, I hope. I hope it's a kapara. In hell, this is a kapara. Just to explain what went on here this morning in the last few minutes, and this one we can't blame on anybody. Our main broadcast board, nothing else, right? Just our main broadcast board lost power, which we cannot possibly figure out why. When it wasn't a, there was no power problem, and the unit has been working steadily and well for so many consecutive uh, months and years. But whatever, it lost its power. Yoni did think on the spot, and we credit him for this to replace it with a battery operated. Um, System and right. sure enough, now it's operating on batteries, and hopefully it'll make make it through the rest of the day. Right. If you don't hear anything at one point, and by the way, where yeah. are our listeners who we praised? Yeah, at the beginning that's of this another show? thing. <laughs> Trucker Yitz. I mean, are you driving? Like, pull over. Tell us there's something wrong. No, we we. Well, we're, we're only kidding about right, blaming Yitz, obviously. And don't pull over. Just keep driving. Right. Exactly. But yeah. uh, anyway, that's, don't listen when I say things like this. That's the uh, that's the story in terms. What of, were we talking about before the board went dead? Um, I think how we, everything was going well so far. <laughs> I don't even remember anymore. These gremlins are very. Strong. I don't remember what we were talking. It's about. usually the three weeks gremlins, and then the nine days gremlins are super intense. It's funny because it was a it was a very important conversation. <laughs> I know. And now it's and now I'm, I'm and now I'm confused what what it was. Maybe we should just you want to play Modani at seven o'clock. And it's unlike so me to forget it. Usually I'll I'll remember and and carry over the conversation. Right, you'll remember at nine oh one. By the way, a guy just that's where into one that of, Dunkin' Donuts with a Boston Red Sox hat. That's where one. Of, oh boy, yikes! Uh, that's where one in of, the Bronx. That's where one of our listeners can. Re- that's where one of our listeners can really come in handy if they can remind us now on the app what we were discussing. <laughs> Trucker yeah, it's the Gremlins back at uh, six. Gremlins, yeah, it's the Gremlins. It's unbelievable. Um, oh, I think what we were talking about was the uh, the communities like Passaic that are requesting that we come out to them. Right. Well, that was and we had mentioned Mishpacha magazine and all that. Right. Rav Yonas on Sax right. is on the cover. We found that out from our right. listener. No, we were talking about something else. All right. Anyway, it wasn't food related. Then we. I have nothing. Lots going on here today in Riverdale. Are you uh, enjoying the munchkins, by the way? Very good. They're excellent. Uh, Which we, ones have you had? Just the glazed, of, yeah, course. of course. Are you going to try the pumpkin? Maybe. Maybe. Right now, right now I'm focused on other things. Than I'm the, trying to distract than, you. Than breakfast. Um, 6.59. We have a lot of wonderful guests coming up. Yep. We are part... This is part of our Azer Mitzion on the road uh, month of September with a mystery location. By the way... One of the things that people don't even realize when we release the flyer with all the different locations where we'll be in September is that there's a that that there are bonus uh, there are bonus locations that are going to be going on, like today. In other words, where we're going to end up and where we're going to be doing our show from from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. for the Thursday live lunch. Yeah, um, that's a bonus location. That's not in the original plan of what we planned out with Azer Mitzion. That's a completely bonus location. I would so, say half the flyer is bonus. <laughs> so not only... Hazer Matian was like, I don't understand. You, we, we said we were doing this. I'm like, look what we've developed. So I think that... Thanks to them. So I think that we should keep that in mind as well, that even though going into this whole uh, on-the-road month, we projected that it would be a, uh, 
uh, a seven location you know journey. Right. It's really going to be much more than that. This is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com and the NahumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. I'm going to invite Alicia Block to join you on the air in about 20 seconds, but I do want to tell you the text I just got. Okay. The text I just got. Well, actually, it wasn't a text. I didn't realize that. It's an email. Yeah. Hey, Miriam, our entire family is listening in. A- Amy, who works at SAR... My kids will go to SAR, Avery, Zachary, and Skyler, the SAR family, Azer Mitzion family, and now the Nachum Siegel Network family. That is from Ryan Hyman. Nice. His Thank entire you, Ryan. Family. Oh! <laughs> okay, now Alicia can join us. And on don't worry, Ryan. We think we've gotten all the technical difficulties worked out. Yeah, the next two hours should be seamless. <laughs> we think. Please, God. And, Ryan, one other thing. Please keep in mind I have some golf balls in that helicopter. <laughs> Please keep that in mind. And remember that later today, Miriam's going to have some golf balls in that helicopter as well as we encourage everybody to get involved in that great Azer Mitzion campaign. Well, Alicia Block is somebody that I know for more years than either of us will ever care to admit. That's right. We know each other since the mid-1980s. So I was going to start with that, uh, Nachum. It's actually such an honor to be here. And I think we go back as far as it's got to be at least 25 years now. And Wait a second! Only twenty-five? It's something like that. We've known each other. Uh, we've known each other throughout the years, and um, you know, you've been so uh, you've been in my life since uh, since we met so many years ago at Camp Masora. Um, I-, I wish I could tell you that it was always uh, peachy fun in Camp Masora, but you did uh, raise your voice at me a few times back in the uh-oh, day, uh-oh. and so much so that. Uh, you know, we, we, we met each other, we've seen each other over the years. Um, I think the last time we saw each other and got a chance to talk was in Great Adventure on Cholomoid. So much so that my, my sushi guy remembers seeing you and remembers what you like and said, Oh, I remember him and prepared for you two very nice uh, sushi rolls this morning. <laughs> That's hilarious. And he brought them out to me just now and said, Give to him. He like he likes sushi. He likes sushi. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'd like to present to you with uh, two... Very nice pizza block sushi rolls this morning, and uh, thank you, thank you for uh, letting us come on today. I thank you, and uh, and these two rolls have been aptly named the JM and the AM roll and the NSN roll. And I thank you for both of them. Absolutely. Um, by the way, we did see each other more recently than just Six Flags. I guess, yeah, because maybe. we were together in a uh, in a house minion uh, in the Five Towns. I don't know if you remember this. Wow, yeah, I actually do. And I- they asked you to daven for the umbud. And I turned to my son and I said, you have no idea how good a choice they just made. You have no idea how beautiful oh, Dominic's going to be. So we had <laughs> a good you. time that night. At the Wallach's house, if I remember correctly. It, it was not, the Minion was not in their house, but I was staying there for Shabbos. Yeah. The Minion was somewhere around there. And, um, and yeah, the whole Six Flags thing is fascinating to us. How many years have you been associated with I the... I think, uh, uh, this, uh, with God's help, this Cholomoid will be our fifth, uh, our, our fifth season with, uh, with Six Flags. And it's their funny, yeah. because a lot of people you know, take on these special kosher food projects, and I would call that a special kosher food project. You know, ballparks, that what you just described in terms of Six Flags, uh, you know, catering for camp trips in different parts of the country. And for a lot of people, they don't do it well. A lot of people find it a very <laughs> frustrating venture. Sure. And for some reason, and we've seen this because we've been there and we've eyewitnessed it, um, you, you seem to have it down pat. You seem to have a really good system and one that works and one that obviously 
you know, is is uh, is is um, is working well for you as well. You know, Nachum, it's it's funny you say that, and um, I, I will say that I am only as good as the crew that's around me, and I'm sure you can say the same about uh, about what you do day to day. We have a, a a fabulous crew that's been with me now for since I started uh, about nine years ago. That uh, that we bring everywhere we go. Um, you know, right now we're actually doing the we're the uh, the um, concession at the Rockland Boulders in Pomona. We do that as well on a day to day basis, and uh, uh, you. You know, I'm only as good as the the people around me. And uh, do the boulders get a good crowd from our community? Uh, you know, it's touch and go. It's it's, it's cyclical, but uh, I've been up there. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful ballpark. Um, you know, there are we've done Sheva Brachas there. We've done uh, (laughs) it's it's a beautiful, beautiful ballpark, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been uh, quite the experience. Alicia Block is with us. He's essentially been our host uh, for this show here in Riverdale, and has set everything up with our crew. For this morning, is the pizza block right behind me the first of this whole block empire? <laughs> thank you, thank you. I, I, <laughs> I very humbly thank you. Uh, so, about nine years ago, um, I had the privilege of opening up the Riverdale Kosher Market, of uh, taking it over, and um, it's been going, thank God, well for the last nine years. About five years ago, the pizza block uh, became available, the pizza store, and I decided that uh, I would try my hand at pizza, and uh, it's been it's been a fun ride ever since. Yeah, and of course, like any good kosher pizza shop, you serve sushi as well. We serve sushi. We have a salad bar, which you know, those, which those in the Italian community do not understand. <laughs> they do okay. not understand. Yes, when when I tell when I tell people that I meet that I meet over you know uh, around, and I say, yeah, we have a sushi bar. What a sushi bar? <laughs> in a pizza place. You know, the pizza store actually. It, it's 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 funny you say that. If you ever come, if you're ever in Riverdale, and you have a chance to be here. During the lunch rush, and by lunch rush I say from nine thirty, from eleven thirty till about one o'clock. It's it's a sight to see. There's uh, you know there's about six hundred six hundred fifty students in SAR High School, and it's about fifteen minutes of intensity, two to three times throughout the lunch throughout the lunch rush. So during lunch. I'm the cashier, and my my butcher from the Riverdale Kosher Market, Jonathan. He runs the specialty slice line, and um, one of my girls that that is uh, one of the cooks. She comes and does the salad bar. It's it's quite the sight to see uh, what goes on in Riverdale. It's a very special place, and uh, SAR is a very very special school. And thank God they've been very supportive over the years. And yeah, it's uh, we love it here. You must have missed them until this week. Oh yeah. Oh the su- oh the summer. I, I I cry all summer long until until the first day of school. We start school on uh, 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 right after Labor Day, and and I thank my lucky stars that we have the opportunity to be here for another year. What's so. the special? If I was a student student in 10th grade, and I wanted to uh, fill my stomach with some delicious pizzas. They're one of those, I don't know, two slices and a soda oh, special, yeah. or student oh, yeah. special, what would it be? We have the $7 uh, two slices and a soda special that happens here, and Anthony, our pizza guy, that's also that's been with us, thank God, for a while, he pumps them out like, uh, it's, 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 it's like second nature. You don't want those kids to wait, and they don't want to no, wait. No, 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 we, we, you know, that was my objective when we started here, is how to get the, the, the student at the back of the line to the front of the line, uh, one, two, three, uh, and the same, in, the same in the kosher market. We have a, a nice uh, crowd at the deli every day, and Aiden at the deli is able to handle them and move the line along, and uh, yeah, it's quite the sight here during lunch uh, in Riverdale. Are so. you affiliated at all with the people at Carlos and Gabby's? Uh, no, no. Ralph is a Ralph is a good friend. Ralph uh, comes to us. Um, I believe he he has a Chinese restaurant also in Brooklyn, um, and he does a fabulous job in in uh, during lunch and and at night for the uh, dinner time crowd. Um, you know, all of us here in Riverdale, we are 
it's it's a large community, but it's a small community. We all stay very friendly. Sachin and I are very close. Uh, I just spoke with him about five seconds ago to tell him, I hope you're listening to all the press you're getting. Uh, <laughs> Nachum's a very important person around our community. So, um, you know, Grunbaum's uh, uh, is, is uh, also, we're, we're very close with the owners there. Legendary names. Legendary names, absolutely. Uh, how long has this been kosher? Since it opened or at some point? Yeah, it since became, it opened. Since, since it, it opened. I believe the landlord was, uh, it, was, was very, it was very important to him to have a, a kosher Dunkin' Donuts. And I believe he made sure that. So now I know who the landlord is. Yeah, he made sure that uh, that 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 the Dunkin' Donuts uh, was kosher. That and that none of us were. Uh, uh in too much competition with each other so that right. we can all survive and we could all live uh, uh, um, harmoniously. Um, you know, I think you also did mention before Skyview Wine right. is behind us. Gary, who uh, does a fabulous job day in and day out. You, if, you, if you come during business hours, you see the, the traffic that goes on here. Um, you know, and every once in a while, you'll see one of the uh, one of the owners of Kedem that stop by just to see the uh, the fruits of their labor. It's un- it's an unbelievable sight here uh, in Riverdale in the Skyview Shopping Center. And there are some retailers... Specifically, some in Brooklyn who might not agree, but this is unbelievable. <laughs> now we're being attacked by bees. Uh, who might not agree, but the Skyview is certainly, arguably, we'll say arguably just to cover our bases, sure. arguably the number one retail location uh, in this area, in the New York, New Jersey area for kosher wine. So we're here right in front of them, and you're next door neighbors to them here in Riverdale. Uh, you mentioned it's both a small and large community. I, I had said earlier that I'm most familiar with Riverdale the way it was in the late 70s and early 80s. That's when I was here. In fact, we used to, we used to walk right behind your store. Mm-hmm. To the way we got to where we lived was this unbelievable shortcut up a hill that literally cut 15 minutes off of the walk <laughs> instead of going all the way around. Um, but um, so I'm, I'm pretty familiar with this place, but it it has grown so much since then. In other words, you're right; it's still a small community, especially in terms of you know the way we view other large areas in the New York, New Jersey area. But it has become so many shuls. So much kosher food, yep. Um, so much activity. Sar obviously a big part of that, but there are the yeshivas as well Absolutely. that have been built in the area, and there are other shuls. I want to mention that uh, Young Israel Law of Tzedek, uh, Rabbi Shmuel Hain, who right. has done Isn't a fabulous job. By? It's one block away. Oh. Um, I believe they they just uh, knocked the building down. They're they're building a, a brand new beautiful uh, uh, shul. So that means there are people living right around. There, we here. are branching out. We're moving into Yonkers. Uh, you know, one block to our left is Yonkers, right. is the border of Yonkers, and uh, many many families are starting to move in. Rabbi Hain is a huge attraction to the community, and uh, they're really, they, they've really built something in the, in the uh, nine years that I've seen this, this community grow. It's, it's really un- an unbelievable growth. And we should point out that you don't live in this community. I don't live in this community. And no. I don't know if that's a benefit or not. I have a feeling you would say it is, but... but uh, we can talk about that off the air. Right, but, yeah. but, but nonetheless, you can see, and again, as a slightly outside as observer, outsider, you absolutely. really get to see the growth and, uh, and notice how much, uh, how much uh, the institutions are growing and how many institutions continue to pop up here in the Riverdale area on a regular basis. All right, Alicia Block. Thank you. I'm going to recommend to everybody come to the um, Pizza Block, which is located here on Riverdale Avenue. Enjoy some delicious sushi and, of course, great pizza and everything else you can imagine. And uh, what do we have here? Malka Spear, who uh, runs the day-to-day operation in Riverdale Kosher Market, along with Mo Shabiro, who's the general manager of the Riverdale Kosher Market. Who Mo, we thank you. Malka, we thank you. 
guys. Now, remember Malka was supposed to have a day off, or was that somebody else? Malka was supposed to have a day off, and I had I had Nachum get on the phone with her this morning and tell her that she needs to get over here to make sure everything is uh, as now it I, should be. Now I feel terrible. Well, wait a minute, because when once you posted that we were going to be in Riverdale and everyone should come to the right. pizza block, someone posted, shout out to Malka, who runs the behind the scenes. That's from Lisa Klein-Fuchs. Of course. Lisa knows everybody. <laughs> Lisa does she know everybody. She knows everybody. She really that. does. So shout out. Oh. Malka's workday has just become very long because of us. It's six degrees of Lisa Kleinfuse. Yes, that's, it's exactly. always like that. And we apologize, sir, but it's good to see you, and thank you for being here. Nachman, I want yes. to thank you also for, for having us. It, it, it's an honor to be the Azer Mitzio in the first stop on the, uh, on the tour. Um, you couldn't have picked a better place, by the way, my own personal opinion. And uh, thank you for all your support over the years. It's, uh, it's, been a, it's been a fun ride so far. A real pleasure. Every encounter with you is great. Thank you so, so much. So thank you, Alicia. There yeah. he is, Alicia Block. Stop by the pizza block all right. for all the delicious delicacies. And if you want to see a great, amazing lunch rush, show up about 11.30 this morning, and you'll see what it's like to feed hundreds of high schoolers. Not an easy feat, that's for sure. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM as uh, we continue on this uh, Thursday morning. Uh, Alicia mentioned Azer Mitzion. We remind you that you can go to their website and uh, purchase a, uh, a number of golf balls that will be used in their big golf competition coming up later in September. I'll give you the opportunity to win a massive uh, percentage of their Split the Pot raffle. All the details are on their website. Go to Azer Mitzion. Uh, if you want to go to my Facebook page, you'll see that I posted a direct link to the uh, golf ball purchase. Uh, you'll check it out on Facebook, facebook.com, uh, on the uh, Nahum Siegel profile. Rogers Park is next. You're listening to JM in the AM. Oh, 
J.M. in the A.M. Well, when you come to Riverdale, you must check out the pizza block. Uh, if you look a little bit to the right, you're going to see a beautiful building that we call S.A.R. High School. And Rabbi Jonathan Kroll is here. He is the principal of S.A.R. High School. He is uh, a founding staff member of S.A.R. and now serves as its principal. Uh, in between stints at S.A.R., he was down at the Katz Yeshiva High School in Boca. Remember our experience with the Katz Yeshiva? Sure do. That was a great trip. Uh, he returned to Riverdale this summer to assume his leadership position at SAR High School. Rabbi Kroll, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nachum. Are you familiar with the weather differences between Miami and Riverdale, or Boca and Riverdale? I am familiar with the differences. And nonetheless, you decided <laughs> you're indeed, coming back. Indeed, indeed, for <laughs> sure. Um, no doubt about it. But uh, let's just say... There were no hurricane uh, oh, threats point. this weekend up here, but the word, uh, but Baruch Hashem, everybody was seems to have been spared down in Florida as well. Thank God. Um, how is it possible to judge in just forty-eight hours how the new school year is shaping up? It's absolutely possible to judge. You judge by the uh, the avira on the place. Right. I'd say yesterday, the first day of school, we had everybody in there, close to six hundred students. Nice. It's incredible. We have a Beautiful, large uh, freshman club, 170 freshmen, which is our largest uh, group we've ever had. And the uh, the enthusiasm, the spirit, the rock and music, the sense of just purpose and happy to be there sets a great tone to the whole school year. And if you have a great st- uh, foundation the first day, you know you're going to be great the rest of the school year. No question about it. Have things changed in the six years you were gone? Are there noticeable changes for you at SAR? Yeah, there's uh, there's some not- noticeable changes for sure, but most of the things are still the same. Certainly, new, there's a lot of new staff members. Been some turnover right. as is natural over six years, so I'm getting to know a lot of staff members um, who I didn't know previously. There's been a lot of construction in the building because the school has grown um, significantly. It's uh, significantly larger than it was when I left um, when I left six years ago. So in that sense, I'd say there's there's some elements of difference, but fundamentally, in terms of mission of the school, in terms of the philosophy of the school, everything's the pretty much the same, and that's why I'm excited to be here. Rabbi Jonathan Kroll is with us, principal at SAR High School. There's something about being part of a founding team, right? Yeah. There's something unique and special when you think back. To the very beginning of this school, this is uh, that takes us back to what year? What year was the first year of SAR? Um, we started the school in uh, 2003. That's when we opened the doors to the school. And uh, you know, recently I ran into some of our alumni from that first graduating class, and there certainly is a bond you have with that, with those first graduates. You, we really, you know, we thought we knew what we were doing at the time. But we looked back 17 <laughs> years later, we realized making things up as we as we went along. And the kids were part of the process. The staff was part of the process, and uh, yeah, it's really a, it is exciting. It was a really exciting venture, and we grew a lot. We grew a lot together. SAR has a certain reputation in the yeshiva league, as I like to call it. Okay. And I'm not referring to sports, but you get my point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and one of it is what we as outsiders have always referred to as open education. It's something we became, we became very familiar with when we became familiar with SAR Elementary School. Uh, and I think most people who are you know who have kids out there uh, in the yeshiva league know what I mean. Uh, has the same philosophy been transmitted to the high school as a similar type of educational uh, regimen? Well, I'll tell you to an extent. The 
high school has a sense of architecture that is open, not to the extent that it is in the elementary school. There are num- many. There are several classrooms. You walk on the building; it does look odd to the uninitiated. You've got, um, you know, most of the rooms in the school have three walls, not four. Right. So there's no door on that fourth wall. They all sort of open up into an open space, and there certainly is a lot of glass around the whole school. So you can basically see pretty much from one side of the building to the other, and everything that's going on in between. So I'd say that the openness is kind of like philosophical and architectural, not as much as it is kind of educational. You know, in the olden days, open education meant you kind of went to where you wanted to go. You learned what you were interested in learning and made those choices yourself. We don't have that sense of, like, openness, but the openness is kind of philosophical. The idea is that, you know, what's going on in one class should inform what's going on in another class and that everything's kind of integrated in that sense. Teachers aren't as, uh, I'd say, siloed in their own spaces, and kids aren't as kind of constrained as they might be in other spaces. Do you worry about the incoming freshmen and their adjustment to SAR High School? Oh, I always worry about that. Every, <laughs> high, high school, the first couple days, the first couple weeks of high school is hard for freshmen. That is for sure the case. Um, our goal and the goal of the uh, upperclassmen in the school is to make those freshmen feel welcome. Are they helpful, the upperclassmen? Oh, they're great. Yesterday, I was, I was unbelievable. I thought this was the greatest thing. Yesterday, we had an assembly as the whole school, at the school day, we started bringing everybody in together to uh, kind of get everybody off to a to a rousing beginning. The pep rally. Pep rally. <laughs> Essentially, first thing they do in school is like a pep rally. They bring the entire student body into the auditorium. And then the first thing we did at that student at that at that meeting, we had the um, one of our uh, directors of student activities. He gets up and he asks uh, Yoram Rashwal. He gets he asks everybody to stand up and give a standing ovation to all 170 freshmen and like you know make everybody feel welcome. Freshmen wear name tags the first day, day, few days of school so that upperclassmen are able to greet them by name and know who they are. So. I'm worried about it, but we try to put things in place that make them feel uh, welcome. You know, in my day, and I did go to high school in Riverdale, by the way. Yeah. In my day, it was not like that. Freshmen were greeted in a much stuffed into lockers in a much different manner. Yes, yes. How did we progress? How did we progress to this point? Try to avoid that. Baruch Hashem. No more locker stuffing. I think that's a thing of the past. Let's uh, hopefully no one heard me say that right now and tries to do it today. But it's not. um, And by the way, it's not just that because we know. I mean, God forbid, we'd ever endorse violent, uh, violent activities but in general in those days there was just not a desire among the upperclassmen to reach out to the younger ones and you know it was just a it was more of a demarcation about who's who and what their position was in the school things are different it's all about creating a culture like that you know every i think all of us um myself included i can remember when we were freshmen who the seniors in our high school were right and um everybody tries to mimic and be like the seniors so as long as you get a culture going in which the upperclassmen are like nice kids who care about everybody and like act nicely, then you know it's going to be sort of like recreated when those freshmen become upperclassmen as well. So it's all about creating the culture. Once you create the culture, it sort of feeds on itself and self-perpetuates. Rabbi Kroll is here, SAR High School. You know we're sitting almost in your cafeteria. You realize that almost every student yes. uses this as an extension of the school on a daily basis. That is absolutely right. And we're very <laughs> grateful to Alicia Block for the uh, service he provides both in school and out of school. Our kids um, definitely appreciate being able to be about 50 feet away from you know eating establishments. And that, all these choices. Yeah, it's great. It's great. 100%. You get Dunkin' Donuts, Carlson yeah. Gabby's, Grunenbaum's, a lot of kosher options around here in addition to, of course, Alicia Block <laughs> so and Pizza Block. It's very funny. So the, in, a, in a way, you're going to have to send staff members here just to supervise the area. I mean, Oh, <laughs> absolutely. We tell, kid, we tell kids that this is part of our extended campus. Right. What goes on in the restaurants, local eating establishments, is like what goes on in school. Right. Teachers can come in here and like kind of, so to speak, discipline you 
you're here, just right. like they would in other classrooms. It's pretty funny, the whole thing. Yeah. Anyway, we wish you the best of luck. It's a unique school calendar. You have a whole month before we even get to Yontif, which is very uni- which is unique and yeah. different. Not that such thing is very unique, as your language arts teachers will tell you. Uh, but, so I'm sure you're uh, you're you're set uh, this week to really kick things off in a very strong fashion and get the kids going. Uh, you know, we're excited with the brand new school year. And I thank you so much for joining us. Thanks this so morning. much for having me. Great to be here in Riverdale, SAR High School, by Jonathan Kroll. Sounds like they are uh, off to a great start, and we are on their extended campus. Because SAR, if you notice, that's their building over there. But all the way over here is where their cafeteria goes to. All the way over here with all these choices and all these, and all these incredible uh, culinary amenities. It's all happening here in front of the pizza block. Uh, more coming up at JM and the AM. Keep it here. We're in Riverdale, New York, as part of the Azer Mitzion on the road with the Nahum Siegel Network.
J.M. in the A.M. with more from Yaakov Shweki. Halfway through our adventure here in Riverdale. I say adventure because it's been an adventure so far with uh, so many amazing and incredible things happening this morning. Our big thank you goes to Alicia Block and the Pizza Block and uh, all of his uh, related businesses and establishments up here in Riverdale, New York for uh, hosting us and setting things up for us. Uh, thank you to Azer Mitzion. It's part of our uh, On the Road September. We're literally on the road uh, whole bunch of mornings and days during the month of September, uh, all presented by our friends at Azer Mitzion, and we thank them very, very much. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Arav Zevin and Be'osev Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Be'osev Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. During the month of Elul, we are involved in the tshuva process, seeking out that which we have done wrong during the year, or that which we might have done better, and we do tshuva, we repent for it. The Rambam says in Hilchus Tshuva, the laws dealing with repentance, that what does an individual do when they want to do tshuva? They say, Chatosi lefonecha, I have sinned before you. They mention the things that they have done. And they say to Hashem, I will never return to this sin. The Mabit asks the question, how can it be that an individual says, I will never return to the sin. Sometimes it might happen that a person may fall in again. It may be that the individual is trying very hard. However, since they're so ruggle, they're accustomed to doing what they've been doing in the past, they might fall in again. So how is it possible that a person can actually say to Hashem, I'll never return to this sin again. If a person promises another individual and they break their promise, it's bad enough. But the promise, the Borei Olam, the creator of the world, and then to go back on the promise, it's not simple. Says the Mabit, an extremely interesting answer. He says that when an individual cries out, when they do tshuva, when they're moved to repentance, and they say, They say it with the neshama, the nefesh elokis, their godly soul. The godly soul wants to do all that's right, wants to be close to Hashem, wants to be spiritual. However, if they do go back and repeat the sin, they do the Avera another time, it's not the godly soul that's acting. It's the Nefesh Bahamis, or the animalistic soul. That's the soul of Gashmias, of materialism, that's grounded into the world. And it's with that soul that the individual actually commits the sin. So we see that there are two parts of man. What we try to do is to unify the Gashmius and the Ruchnius, the material and the spiritual, the Nevesheluchis and the Nevesheluchis, so that it all should act in consonance to do the Ratzon of Hashem, to do the will of God. Every single person in this world wants to do the will of Hashem. We all have that nefesh elokis, the godly soul, the only thing that during the month of Elul, during this Chodesh, we have to try our very best to bring it out, that that's the one that should surface, and that is the one that will carry us to a good, sweet, and healthy new year. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser. 
bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. As we continue on this uh, Thursday morning broadcast, it would not be a complete Elul show without our Elul chauffeur blowing. All right, the rumor is that uh, we're going to be doing Facebook Live for our next uh, set of guests. Can you imagine a group of people that are worthy of going to uh, Facebook Live with? Uh, and why are they so worthy? Because they are a uh, wonderful group of young people from SAR who have uh, decided with their uh, music teacher, with their musical director, to come to us here at the uh, Pizza Block in Riverdale, New York and to entertain us and inspire us with some amazing selections. Uh, I have as my guest David Glazer, who is the musical director of the SAR Lower School. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Nachum. Oh, one second. There we go. Good morning, Nachum. Nice to have you here. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Tell me me what's happening at the SAR Lower School. What's going on four blocks away from here? Four blocks away. SAR is an amazing institution. Um, I'm so privileged to be able to be working there and teaching music to all these wonderful kids uh, my musical tefillah curriculum, um, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful place to be. Great How many uh, years have you been there? This is beginning my 10th year. Oh, so you really know the place. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and SAR has been around for a very long time. We spoke about the high school being founded in 2003, but the elementary school is a combination of schools from years ago that have been around for a very, very long time a historic educational institution. And you would say, I bet, that the musical component is a very important part of the SAR curriculum. It is a very important component of the curriculum. I I would say so myself, yes. And and you mentioned tefillah. That's just one aspect of it. Yes. Uh, Getting people familiar with the words of tefillah and the songs that are associated with tefillah. But it's beyond that, right? There's other things going on. Well, there's a lot of... There's always always things going on. For example, first grade has their sidur play. They get their sidurim. There's a lot of music involved with that. Second grade get their chumashim. There's a lot of music involved with that. And just whether it's Shabbatonim or whether other things or programs, special programs going on, uh, I have to I have to highlight one of my my special highlights really of the year is a full musical hallel on the steps of with 800 kids around <laughs> for a full full musical hallel that I get to lead, which Shadam. is really really amazing. Very privileged Shadam. to be able to do that. I love it. David Glazer's here. Now, what are we doing this morning? The rumor is <laughs> yeah. that once people in Riverdale found out that we'd be invading the neighborhood. They said, we cannot possibly allow JM and the AM to come to town and not offer some musical accompaniment. That's, I believe that's how it went. Am really? I right? I uh, would hope so. <laughs> sort of like that. <laughs> sort, right? sort of like that, I guess. So what are we going to be doing this morning? We're going to do a little Achat Shualti medley. Uh, Achat Shualti, as we know, coming from the David Hashem Ori that we've been saying uh, every morning from Rosh Chodesh through the end of Sukkot. And this is a special time of year where we want to feel extra close with Hashem uh, and to prepare ourselves and to get ready for that. So I chose Achat Shualti. We'll do two melodies in kind of one medley of Achat Shualti. Now, are we on Facebook Live already? Are we there? We're getting there? Okay. So we're going to be at Facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. Facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. What I'd like to do, I'd like to introduce all these students to our audience and have them tell our audience, what grade they're in, and where they live. Are they all Riverdale residents? These are all Riverdale okay, residents. So everyone's from Riverdale. Everyone's from Riverdale. Uh, we're going we're gonna to say their names, and they're going to tell us their, uh, 
their grades. I'm told we have uh, Penelope Filer. Am I right? Is that the name? Penelope? What grade are you in, Penelope? Second grade? Well, let's try that again because that's a cute What grade are you in, Penelope? Second. There you go. Second grader Penelope is with us. Then I have someone named Rebecca Sanger, is it? I'm in fourth grade. All right. Fifth Rebecca. grade. Fifth grade. Fifth grade. Oh! <laughs> you forgot that there was a transition from June till now. A fifth grader. Gilad Glazer is here. Where's Gilad? Hi, Gilad. Hi. What grade are you in? Fifth. Fifth grader. Okay. Akiva Wald is with us. Where's Akiva? I'm in seventh. Seventh grader, nice. Abby Wald is here. Where's Abby? Fourth grade. Fourth grader. And finally, Fiona Geller is here. Where's Fiona? I'm, I'm fifth grade. Fifth grade Fiona Geller. All right, so you've you've got these six amazing students, and they're going to be doing an Acha Shualti medley. Are we all set? We are all set. Go to Facebook. We should have David. Yeah, David, you can sit right here if you wish. That's up to you. Okay. Facebook.com slash Nachum Single Network. Facebook.com slash Nachum Single Network. And, of course, all of the traditional methods to tune us in right now uh, on NSN and JMNAM. Here is David Glazer, musical director of the SAR Lower School, with these fabulous students at JMNAM. thinks it's really easy to sing early in the morning <laughs> because if you think it's easy it's not but you guys did a great job 
David, you should be very Thank proud. You. I am. Thank you. And I like how you have all these grades represented. Because you're working with all of them. I am working all. with all of them. It is really nice. Really, really nice. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Good luck during the 5780 school year. Thank you. Thank you. I do appreciate it. Hope it's a great year ahead. Uh, JM and the AM, we are being presented by our friends at Azer Mitzion, the world's largest bone marrow registry, right? Uh, yes. Or Jewish. I say Jewish? What does it say there? It is the world's largest Jewish Jewish bone bone marrow marrow registry. registry. We visited Azer Mitzion in Israel, you may recall. Correct. And they are doing amazing work internationally, and we are honored that they are sponsoring our On the Road segment during this month of September. I also just want to give David and SAR a tremendous amount of credit. Okay, number one, it's not easy to get a bunch of kids here at 7.15 in the morning. That's number one on the second day of school. But also, we need to give a shout-out to music and arts education, which does not get enough credit and often is the first thing that's cut. Thank you. Yes. It, uh, we, have, we are very fortunate to have a wonderful music and art uh, program at SAR run by Sharon Marson, who is uh, my colleague and really an amazing person to be able to work with who really kind of puts the whole thing together. And so. the, the, the fact that, um, that it's given such prominence is not only a testament to, to SAR since the beginning in terms of educating holistically and teaching kids the importance of so many different disciplines, but also, I mean, when we talk about davening and we're talking about Elul, there is, I mean, it's so inspiring. So you have, you know, whether it's Aha Shoalti or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and the kids are taking it into davening with them, right. and, and they're, they're singing along in their heads, it's something that lasts them for forever. I mean, Nachum's you know conducting color war over here while the kids are singing, <laughs> right. and it just there's Jewish music and it's it's inspiring and it's more than just music. I think is my point. Thank and you. By the way, um, we've been given credit in some cases by legendary educators for making it cool to listen to Jewish music. Um, I think that you and others that do your type of work need to get credit for that as well because. Uh-huh. There are kids years ago, 30, 40 years ago, that would never walk out of elementary school or a high school experience and have any desire to accompany their day with Jewish music. And today we know that's very different. Right. It may only sometimes be Shabbos, meaning meaning Erev Shabbos for kids that they'll turn on. But I know in my own house, as the week goes on, the music for becomes sure. much more Jewish. For sure, for sure. So just that that exists is a credit to me. No, thank you, you, thank you. I mean, listen, I do certainly spend time on at a very young age teaching them those Shabbat and Yigunim and songs that we all do sing, actually, at our tables and all about tefillah and Shabbat, and that's part of what I do. But I, I certainly get a tremendous amount of um, satisfaction seeing and hearing the kids singing the songs and certainly hearing from the parents that they're singing yeah. the songs at home. So that really... Bringing uh, them home with them. Really, really makes me feel good. And they're good. enjoying davening more in shul because of the songs yeah. they hear there, which yeah. is great. All right, all right, David, thank you so much. Thank you, you very much. You have to... Um don't have to try and convince us on the importance of Jewish yeah. music. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Okay. That is for sure. All right, more coming up. We're in Riverdale. We're in Riverdale on this historic morning at JM in the AM. Historic because uh, it's been a long time since we've been in Riverdale and a long time since we've had a series of on-the-road programming like we have right now. Um, we'll do this one from Miami and then come back with more at JM in the AM.
Green, of course, here on a JM in the AM uh, Thursday morning. Uh, before that, Miami. Uh, we are brought to you all through the month of September uh, during our on-the-road programming by Azer Mitzion, the world's largest Jewish bone marrow registry. We've been talking about this unique day they have coming up in September, their big golf outing. Part of it is the uh, golf ball drop that anybody, myself, Mary Mel Wallach, and anybody listening, can be part of. All you got to do is purchase a couple of golf balls. Go to the uh, website, emgolf.org slash ball drop. emgolf.org slash ball drop. If you use the uh, promo code Nahum, you get a discount on the purchase of those golf balls, and you have a chance to win a lot of money, a big split the pot. Uh, that's going to be part of that day. emgolf.org slash ball drop. Give generously. Uh, so, so far, we've had a great musical performance. Mm-hmm. We've had an opportunity to speak with Alicia Block, who seems to be the mayor of Riverdale at this point. <laughs> um, he owns the shopping center. Well, yeah. He, at least I'm telling people well, he owns he, the Well, he quote-unquote owns the shopping exactly. center. Exactly. Um, we've had an opportunity to speak to Rabbi Kroll, who seems very enthusiastic about the start of the SAR school year, which is nice. Uh, we've discussed the point that uh, we're going to be in a mysterious location at 11 a.m. for our live lunch, which is a big bonus for our friends at uh, Azer Mitzion. Right. We yep. know where we're going we to be. We know where we'll be, Correct. but it'll be a mystery until 11 a.m., and we might reveal it. I may, We may make it into some type of contest or take some guesses from the audience. We have some shtick. We have some shtick planned. And is it good shtick, as the kids say? I would hope so. I think it is. And we've also learned that I've been to Riverdale before, but that this is an amazing return visit. This is an incredible uh, broadcast where we got an opportunity to uh, meet some great people up here. And I like the fact that this shopping center parking lot is the drop-off for high school. <laughs> like, they don't even need they don't even need their own entrance or you know, their own car. This uh, is their driveway. Uh, this is literally the driveway for the school. And, and all the drop-offs seem to be happening here. Some of the uh, kids go straight to Dunkin' Donuts and then do the rest of the walk to the school. Others are going directly to uh, SAR High School. So that's some of the things that are happening here. You can't even see all the kids who are walking up the sidewalk and they have their security guard. I mean, like, you know, school's happening. School school's is really happening. happening. I think we, didn't we, when we started this whole tour idea uh, and spending September on the road, we said we wouldn't come up here unless school had started already. Correct. Like we wanted to do this week, but we didn't want to do a day when there were no kids around, when there were no high school students. So We, we were sh- also visited, by the way, by Rabbi Benny Krause. Yeah, so Benny Krause was here. Correct. Another one of the, uh, I don't want to get the titles wrong. SAR Notable. Another principal. Uh, he is a principal. So we, we, we thank Rabbi Krause. He stopped by and gave us a big greeting, and we thank him for that. And uh, you see how serious everybody is? First week of school, everyone's anxious to get into that building and you know get raring to go on a Thursday morning. It's you know, more like, like, I can't believe the summer's over. <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> that might be it. Are is we this, really back? Is this who I think it is? Uh, I hope so. Oh. I hope so. Sir- it certainly sounds like the person who I think it is. Okay. Oh, that's very nice. Do I look younger than the last time you saw me? Okay. Th- then you can come on any time. Well, I guess, but <laughs> I guess, yeah, yeah this, this, is our, uh, this is our hangout. Sort of. Uh, but we have this special guest scheduled for later on this morning. Correct. So I, I think, <laughs> unless he's objecting, I think we'll wait. No, we're not, we're not, we're not spoiling anything yet. No? No spoilers or anything? Yeah. We're Do you mind waiting? Wait. There you go. Okay. All right. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> so we're on the same page well, now? We're, we're a little bit on the same page now. I wasn't on the same page a second ago. Because we're, we're awaiting a, a really nice roster of special guests coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. Correct. So we are... Uh, we are well scheduled. To say the least. 
Uh, anyway, so one of the benefits of, uh, or I should say, one of the bonuses uh, when it comes to um, uh, when it comes to this month being on the road is that there are going to be a uh, there are going to be some special surprises Correct. for our friends Azer Mitzion, and today at eleven o'clock that's going to happen. Also on our app, someone pointed out that they finally it finally came to them, and they were finally able to stop their car, and they were finally able to post what it was that we were discussing when the break <gasps> happened Thank just you, before listeners. seven o'clock. I was in the Thank middle of you. a sentence where I was saying that you would say Uh-oh. that in your thirty-five right. years, and that's right. what it was. That was me trying. And this is what happens when I try to put words in your mouth. All of a sudden, we completely block out and leave the air. No, I'll tell you what happens. You jinx things. It's <laughs> like when we're driving and you're like, wow, there's no traffic. And all of a sudden there are 500 cars <laughs> that come out of nowhere. And I say to you, don't do this, don't do this. So you're telling everybody, listen, the gremlins are over. And then look what happened. Then but that was the thought. Over. The thought was that you might say that the reason I forgot the previous visit to Riverdale right. is because of all these 35 years. Correct. It sort of blends together. And I just forget yes. all the different things we've done. So I joked that when we were at Benjamin's wedding, somebody came over to me right. and said, you know, um, I've been on the air with Nahum. I, don't you remember me? And I was like, no, no, not really. And that person said, well, I was on the show um, for for... Superstorm Sandy, and right. I'm like, uh, that's quite with a, all due respect. That, I don't only, know if I would remember that the next day. Frankly. I barely remember the show. Right, no, I so. remember the show obviously, but um, but, but it was a long time ago. It's but a lot of guests, a lot of people, a lot of things going on. Stuff. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world, the web, and AchimSiegel.com, on the AchimSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Can we get our Facebook Live going? First of all, we have to ask our guest, would he mind being on Facebook Live? Because I don't know what the... Mystery guest. Mystery guest. <laughs> would the mystery guest mind being on Facebook Live? If not... Well, since I don't have a Facebook page, I don't even know what it means. <laughs> so can we get going on Facebook Live? Because I don't want to start this conversation until that video is rolling. So, oh, you may seat the guest. I... <laughs> well, that's why I asked you. That's why I, that's why I asked you. What do you want? So Yoni's setting up our Facebook Live uh, uh, video while I remind everybody that Azer Mitzion is the world's largest Jewish bone marrow registry, and everyone should go to the website emgolf.org for the golf tournament information, emgolf.org. And if you want to participate in the same ball drop contest that we're in, you go to emgolf.org slash ball drop, emgolf.org slash ball drop, and you can be a participant. Plus, use the promo code Nachum for your discount. That's N-A. C-H-U-M. Our special guest, and I hope you're watching now at Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Our special guest to open up the 8 o'clock hour is somebody who we don't not only consider a friend, we consider a mentor as well. And that is the uh, former president of Yeshiva University. Uh, somebody who has um, been involved in Jewish communal life for many, many decades. And whose uh, contributions to this program we always value. And that is President Richard Joel. Thank you so much for being here this morning on JM in the AM. Well, it's a, it's a great pleasure to be here, Nachum. It's always a pleasure to be with you. And since you're two blocks from my home, <laughs> and I don't have really to go to enough. the gym to exercise, uh, uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm a little surprised that they didn't let you into the pizza uh, into the pizza block. But at least you have a, two parking places here. Maybe Very next nice. time. Maybe next time they'll actually let us in. In this case, we're, we're regulated to the outside. Or relegated, rather. It's um, also great that you're in Riverdale. Because I appreciate it's a, that. It's a wonderful community. It's a community people should know about. 
and uh, it represents uh, so many different facets of the Jewish community. That's very true. I remember Riverdale when I was a student here in the late 70s and early 80s. It's very different today. It's grown considerably, and it appeals to many different aspects and facets of our community. And, uh, and it's great to be here this morning. Well, it's wonderful to see you. Uh, the other great to see you. The other night I was uh, reliving in my mind um, c- certain things that had gone on years ago because of a specific person that had shared an event for us. And I said, wait a second. If I'm not mistaken, President Joel spoke at that event for us. And, of course, I was thinking of the Paris concert where we uh, got together. Oh, sure. What a wonderful, wonderful and important thing you did. For that amazing event. And, and in fact, you did speak in English to oui. this Parisian crowd. We oui, yes. <laughs> to this Parisian crowd. And with great pride spoke about Jewish unity and spoke about hopeful matters. Uh, it, it's sometimes difficult uh, the way the world is these days to stay positive and to and to emphasize the good that we have in our community. You did that that night, and it seems you do that very often. I think uh, our creed is to always look at the cup as half full. We wake up in the morning, and the first words we say are "Moda ani," I thank you, and uh, we're alive, and we have opportunity. And there are a lot of shadows now, and uh, some storm clouds, and uh, and culture is under siege. Um, it is not the worst time in human history. Right. In fact, it's probably m- marginally close to the best time in human history. Uh, and I think what differentiates us from the rest of the animal kingdom is that uh, we get to hope. No question about it. President Richard Joel is here. Now, you grew up really close to here, right? I grew up about a mile and a half from here in Yonkers, New York. What was Yonkers like as a Jewish community in those days? Um, we had several shuls, but the notion of a neighborhood where people lived together closely was uh, was unknown. Uh, I was a member of an Orthodox shul in an Orthodox community, but there were only three or four Orthodox people in the four-block area around my home. Uh, I had a 15-minute walk to shul, um, and, uh, uh, you know, the synagogue was the center of life. But uh, but much more diffuse than it is now. Is it similar today, or it's much, much no, different? No, it's much weaker today. Seriously? <laughs> oh yeah, that area we yeah, live Yonkers, in. Yonkers is still going through its transition. Although there's an area in South Yonkers abutting Riverdale um, that has uh, many of the members. It's like a shtetl. Many of the members of the Young Israel. Ohab Tzedek of North Riverdale, and in fact, there's an area in Yonkers uh, uh, called Ludlow Park, which is just easy walking distance, where there are old but stately homes that are uh, very available for purchase, that a few people have started to move in, and I, I hope it's a, a new area for exploration. Very nice. Do you, do you visit a lot of Jewish communities still around this country or not? Um not not the, to the same degree that I did when I had either of my past professional positions, but uh, you know, occasionally uh, Esther and I are invited for Shabbos to different places, uh, and we do that. And now what we've done is our children have all left us uh, for various. <laughs> you sound the drop bitter. Various. No, 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 no. Uh, the terrible thing is be careful what you teach your children because they listen. Uh, we always told them that not New York is a very good place to live. And uh, so uh, uh, we have two children in Cleveland. Uh, one of my, my sons is the head of school at the Fuchs Mizrahi School. His sister teaches there. Um, and uh, my son-in-law uh, is a, an accountant. And my uh, daughter-in-law is a, a wonderful educator. My son, Nachum, um, your namesake, 
um, uh, has been in the insurance business, just decided that uh, he wasn't finding it fulfilling enough, and uh, uh, although uh, making a living, uh, wasn't making enough of a killing not to be doing something he loved, so he uh, was recruited and moved out to Los Angeles to be the assistant executive director of the Shalhevet School to learn how to be an executive director and be heaven help us in the Jewish community. So I think Los Angeles is a great place for him to be for two years. <laughs> and, and, my daughter, more... <laughs> and my daughter Penny is uh, an educator with Pardes in Jerusalem. All right. And after those so two... yes, we see different communities. And after those two years in LA, you'll be more than happy to welcome him back. Huh? We just went out there. We went to San Francisco and drove down the Pacific Coast oh, Highway. That's pretty cool. That was lovely. The high yeah. point was uh, the Hearst Castle. Right. Seeing my grandchildren, not in that order, right. having our car <laughs> broken into in San Francisco. Oh boy! Losing all our property. So sadly, there's a. There's a gentleman somewhere in San Francisco who has a lovely pair of tefillin that he's putting on. I am sorry to hear that. It happens. It does happen. Um, and, and you you have... It's funny you bring this up because another thing I was thinking about yesterday in preparation for this conversation, you've had a lot of adversity in your life. People may not realize that, that you, you're... First of all, you're an only child, and I don't know if that's something to be called adversity, you, you, know, one, you can't compare it to any other experience, obviously. But to us in the Jewish community, when we hear only child, we react a certain way. Yeah, my brother thinks it's adversity. <laughs> he does? Because yeah, he's, he's I was an only child and there was no brother. Right, exactly. Um, it's a circumstance. It is what right. it is. I had a lot of love from my parents. And uh, and then by the time you're in high school, mm-hmm. you lose your father? Or? No, junior high school. In junior high school? Junior high, right after my bar mitzvah. So that's a... It was a. It was a. I'm sorry you don't have a couch here for me to lie down. But, <laughs> no, I was, uh, but I was thinking about this because you know we, we always, when you come on the air we're always discussing your position and different things and policy you know and we never get an opportunity to talk about what, which is yeah. I think so fascinating to the community you started, that you got to where you got to after a background that some might find very challenging. You know, you started talking about hope. My parents always taught me um, that uh, the world is a blessing that God is in heaven and that uh, we get to live a life and should try to make a difference in it. And, um, and you deal with adversity as it comes, but um, you know the expression of someone gives you a lemon and make lemonade. Right. And, and I think that was my father's life. And it was my, my father was uh, born in Vilna, grew up in South Africa, uh, traveled the world, and then uh, found my mother and had a wonderful romance. And, uh, and I'm the product. And I grew up knowing about that. And I grew up uh, with music and with uh, uh, with the sounds of prayer and uh, um, and the sounds of the world. Um, when I was twelve, we took a one month tour. We were middle class, but they somehow managed. I guess only child right. took a one month grand tour of Europe. So I got to see uh, things. At thirteen, I was going to Israel before my father took ill and died, and we were going to go visit Israel. So uh, and then after he died, it was sad years. But my mother was a woman of great uh, joy. And uh, the shul community was very important and helpful. Um, and uh, uh, but I wanted a life that 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 mattered. I was what not, shul was that at that? It point? was Congregation Sons of Israel in Yonkers, and uh, and I wanted a life. It wasn't boy. What am I going to do and achieve? I think a right. lot of it was uh, get day to day and keep going moving that, forward. And right. at a certain point, you know, am I going to find someone who's going to be a partner for me? Right. Uh, who will be as special to me as my uh, mother was to my father? And and when your father, when when, when the inevitable happens, right? And now you're faced with that situation. Y- you and your mother, 
uh, obviously grow even closer, if that's possible for a child to grow even closer, but I, I would imagine right. that that happens. Right. And you're looking at each other during those months, those subsequent months, with with what? With with, with wondering what tomorrow's going to bring, or, or, or with the same hope that you just described earlier? What's that like? I, th- I think it was uh, the first time in my life that I learned what you do is take each day at a time and get through. My mother was very strong and insisted uh, that I not be a griever. Um, uh, there what was, a blessing, right? Oh, she was a, she was an unbelievable woman, and uh, uh, she was 41 when she was widowed. Um, I'd come home from school at night, and we'd have dinner together, and uh, we'd uh, uh, watch TV, we'd talk, and there'd be some tears. Um, uh, but the life goes on, and uh, uh, and she really did uh, will that 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 I be normal. Right. Uh, when you become the head of a prominent national Jewish organization, and then you become the head of one of the great Jewish historic universities in the history of the Jewish people, um, many many situations arise uh, that have become very challenging and are full of adversity. Does this life experience that you just transmit to me and to this audience does it help when when your back's up against the wall and the media and supporters and students and whoever are 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 converging on you and are expressing their dissatisfaction with things that are going on you know there's a story uh, that i often heard about uh, um, a boy who was bothering his parent and wanted him to play and the parent was busy and the parent to divert the boy said look here I'm giving you a puzzle it's a special puzzle sit down and do this puzzle but you should know that this is a unique puzzle because it's a two-sided puzzle he said on one side is a picture of a man and on the other is a map of the whole world and you sit down I don't want to see you till you finish this puzzle the kid takes the puzzle goes away and uh, very quickly comes back and the puzzle's done. Father said, I just gave you a map of the whole world. How could you do it so quickly? He said, it's funny, Dad. You told me it was a two-sided puzzle. So on the other side was a puzzle of just a man. And it's funny, when the man comes together, the whole world falls into place. And I think the key is that when you learn to appreciate life and live it, and deal. I, I imagine dealing with adversity uh, on a family context uh, made a difference. Um, but um, I think I, I don't think there was a profound change in me. I was raised by my parents to have good values. Um, I wanted to help make it better. Um, I had the best partner in the world, and we viewed this as a journey together. We weren't intentional in the direction in which we're going. I'm a recovering lawyer, uh, <laughs> and I was a prosecutor in New York. Um, uh, but uh, but we were guided, and, uh, and that's where we went. So the issues, first of all, the major issue, and I'm sure you know this, is, uh, you know, after all the adversity, you come home. Right. And when you come home, it's, a, uh, it's an island of, uh, of safety and, um, and joy. Uh, and the, peace. And the other thing is, how do you bring to all these circumstances, and some of them are very hard, um, a sense of of trust and faith and knowing that you're probably here for a reason uh, and uh, and uh, God's way is not just to give you the easy things. Uh, the other thing that's very important is to have people around you who are better than you uh, so you don't feel that you're it's only you. Although, there, of course, there are moments when you feel you're just alone. Um, and, uh, 
and you move through. It, I, I think maybe if, if my father passing, um, if his death meant something, it's that you sometimes are in the very bottom of the deepest valley and you just move. You just climb. You just climb. And thank God there have been many more vistas than there have been tough climbs. President Richard Joel is with us as we visit Riverdale, New York. And um, this time of year, beginning of the school year, again, your career intertwined with the school year constantly for decades, um, a time of, uh, of the high holidays, and you've expressed more than once on this show how much you enjoy leading Slichos and being part of that whole experience. So tell me how you view this beginning, this season of the year, this time around. You know, there's a there's a a, a, a a Jewish concept in Hebrew called hitchadshut, which is a reflective verb, which means renewal, right? Chodesh is the word for month. Hitchadshut is renewal. Um, uh, Rosh Hashanah is also the first of the month of Tishrei, and what's hopeful for us is that the moon is new, mm-hmm. and it's going to wax, and then it's going to wane, and then it's going to disappear. But we know through all our lives that after it disappears, it comes back. So it's a time of saying, how am I part of this renewal? Now, thank God, Esther and I are at a different part of our lives. We, we look back and savor our professional in, in, endeavors. Uh, I'm a professor now enjoying that, and it's not the same kind of pressure we had. Um, as I always tell people, we would do this again in a minute. We just don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> and um, so we view it as a period. There's, a, there's, there's much more looking at the achievement. Thank God at this moment we have 12 grandchildren. Uh, our youngest child was married this summer. Uh, please God, there are two more on the way. Um, a lot of time is spent figuring out where you can get the best fare to go to which child. Um, uh, we're going to, uh, to Israel for Sukkot to be with Penny for the first time in many, many years. So I look at it and say, this is a, a time when we also keep looking at our deeds and saying, what are the opportunities? What were th- opportunities we missed? Uh, how did I not come up to the standards that I would like to live by, and what do I have to do to do it? The normal process of repentance that we uh, that we go through, um, but with a whole lot of hope. I mean, what a what a joy! This summer is a vacation to mark my wife's birthday. We rented a 13-bedroom home in the Berkshires, and we spent six days with the 25 people that are our life. And uh, what can you be with that except joyous and and grateful, and yeah, hopeful for the world. I enjoy when uh, people ask me to uh, help them with a project or just uh, ask guidance, which I happily give them as long as they pledge to me that they're not bound to listen to it. Um, <laughs> when asked to speak, uh, I will give speeches, but that's not, you know, it's not part of my business now. And uh, it's gratitude. President Richard Joel is here. Those Berkshire, uh, that Berkshire six days must have been amazing with you at the helm. Must have been a lot of fun. Oh, I certainly was not. I certainly was not at the helm. (laughs) And um, and uh, uh, what can I say? It's it's wonderful to have you here. I think that uh, of all the people that have encouraged me in this endeavor over all these decades, I think you're at the top of the list, and I appreciate that very very much. Look, we're also not done. We need to be able to keep. We haven't talked uh, anything deep. Uh, well, maybe a little bit, but uh, uh, we need to keep the world um, 
moving forward, and I think our voices as we get older, the voices um, uh, might get quieter but not weaker. And uh, I think it's important to guide people who are currently at the helm of institutions. And it's not only up to the helm. It's each and every one of us in our interactions taking advantage of opportunities and, uh, uh, and using all our wisdom to bring wisdom into a world in need of hope and light. Yeah, no question about it. And uh, we always like to think that there is a lot of hope out there. There is. In addition to all the craziness that we see, and in addition is. to all the challenges that are out there. There is. Look how good you are. You and I are probably as distant on political matters as uh, can be. I hope you've done some tshuva. But in the meantime, we still... Distant we still, on political we matters. We still get to, be, uh, get to be friends and move forward. Distant on political... Did you grow up in Manhattan? <laughs> <laughs> no. I started by telling you that not New York is a good place right. to be. I also wonder what it's like... When you, as an insider, know what the Jewish educational scene is all about from elementary school through college, and then you see some of your children pursue that career. Now, I will tell you, and I'll say this before I ask you to answer, I will tell you that I ask myself this question all the time, because I consider myself someone who grew up in Jewish communal life. You know who my father was. So I grew up in Jewish communal life. I obviously have had a lot of experience from a lot of unique angles when it comes to Jewish institutions. Nobody's had the angles that I've had being in this chair. And I always wonder what my reaction will be when some of my children might decide to go in this direction, meaning Jewish communal life. So I always struggle, and I do call it a struggle with this question. Do you struggle with it as you watch it? I I knew from the beginning that our job wasn't to program our children. Um, it was to raise them and to model. And to model not careers but values and how you live and whether the home is filled on Shabbat um, and whether education mattered and ideas mattered. Uh, it's always interesting to me that people tend to gravitate to the same kind of environment. I have no, uh, no children in hedge funds, although it would have been fine with me. Because I don't think what you do defines you. Who you are defines you. But the truth is, just like we're sitting here in the shadow of SAR High School, a great educational institution, and, uh, and Pizza Block, another great edu- educational institution, <laughs> we've filled our kids with lots of, of doings. Um, I, I don't know that I realized how much the conversations at our Shabbat table inspired our kids. Um, like any parent, I'm concerned, uh, believe it or not, doing all these wonderful things did not uh, get me to acquire $20 million. Um, <laughs> so I, um, I'm concerned we help our kids as we can, but they don't want our help. They want to build their own lives. Sure. So uh, fully one, two, three, four of the four, uh, uh, five, uh, most of them are in Jewish education. I have a son who's a clinical psychologist in Muncie. That probably qualifies as well. Uh, um, and the others are in the helping professions. So I celebrate that. Uh, I don't think everybody should do that. I mean, there's one Shevet Levi and 11 other Shvatim. Uh, right. If God wanted all of us to be in Jewish education, uh, there would have been 12 tribes that did that. Um, but uh, but, but it, our children give us great pleasure because of who they are. And what they do is very nice. And you know what? You have that opportunity too. But I'm now looking at someone named Daniel Gordon who's standing here, 
um, who is like a child to me. I mean, he came uh, uh, when he was a student at Yeshiva University. He became a fellow, a graduate fellow for me, and then he worked in my office and then became my chief of staff, went on to do wonderful work with NCSY, uh, and now as a chief of staff in a major corporate setting. And I couldn't be prouder because you get lots of opportunities through life to do good things. And the good he does is is by who he is, not what he does. You used a very good example. Uh, I thank you. I thank you so much. I thank you for coming and for making the effort to be here with us this yes. morning. By the way, I could have said something about Miriam, but she would have just thrown it up at me. Um, well, I would assume she would have Miriam, cut off your microphone. Miriam was, my, <laughs> was and is my oldest daughter's closest friend, right. and I've watched her grow and I've watched her take advantage in her own loving and strong way. Of, of growing things. And, and when she important. asked you about taking the job at the Nahum Siegel Network, you said, yes, go for it. You said 100%. Yeah, I really don't care about her. I said nice <laughs> things about her, but I don't care about her. But I care about you because you're a force for light in our world, and you should Thank just you. do it more strongly. And one day you should be able to work indoors. <laughs> Please, God. May I wish you a happy and healthy uh, 578 Oh, a good and wonderful year. A pleasure to be with you. We go to Shim Kramer, who's a great cantor in this area of Riverdale, and his sons with a song called Bowie. You are listening to JM in the AM. <laughs> Vani <laughs>
J.M. in the A.M. What a treat. What a treat to be here in Riverdale and be surrounded by legends. Uh, in this case, Dr. Phil Schneider, who I, I'm estimating. Here's, here's what I said earlier this morning on the air. I'm thinking 1997. I don't know why I'm thinking it was 22 years ago. I think 22 years ago, I was in a desperate situation this time of year where I had no voice and I had to daven for the Ahmed Rosh Kipper. And I don't know who was that recommended that I speak to you at that point, uh, but you were the person that they recommended. And sure enough, I met with you and we spoke on the phone and you gave me some amazing recommendations. And thank God I was able to make it through that high holiday season. Dr. Phil Schneider, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Great to be with you. And as I'm standing here listening to you as you spoke with Richard Joel, I'm just enjoying the richness of your voice and the energy and the passion that comes through your through your voice and through your smile. It's just beautiful. I can't thank you enough for that. <laughs> if Miriam wasn't distracted, I would ask you a question with her, but I'll, I'll do that a little later on. Dr. Sure. Gorak, are you leaving? Are you here? I'm going. You're going? Dr. Jeffrey Gorak stopped by, and he's a mentor of mine, and that's uh, putting it mildly. And I just want to thank him very much for coming by to say hello this morning. And it's always a pleasure to have him on the air. We certainly will talk. Dr. Phil Schneider is here. He is, would it be, uh, what would the term be? Audiologist or, or voiceologist or, uh, or throatologist? What's the term I'm looking so for? So the legal term <laughs> yeah. uh, is a license. It's called speech language pathologist. Okay. And I rarely introduce, would never introduce myself that way because the word pathology refers to someone who studies what's broken, what's broken, what's wrong, what's diseased, what's disordered. I, I prefer to think positively. I like the word therapist, which means healing, emotional, spiritual, physical healing. So I like to help people be able to express themselves, whether it deals with their voice, whether they're struggling with stuttering or in shame about it, whether they have trouble pronouncing something, to realize their unique voice counts, and somehow they're going to get their message out if they know why they're here and what they need to say. Unbelievable. Uh, I think of you um, every time I have a <laughs> any type of voice difficulty, any time I have difficulty expressing myself because of, uh, you know, whatever the situation might be. Obviously, the common cold is the is the greatest enemy I have. That and alarm clocks. I've never I've never really uh, uh, adjusted to uh, welcoming warmly into my life. Um, but in that case, the first thing you said to me 22 years ago was, "We don't realize as human beings." How loudly we speak for no reason. We're on our phone in our car, right? On the speakerphone. And we, you don't realize, Nahum, that you are often shouting or certainly projecting at a level where you don't need to. And that that could be the first step in helping your voice recover. Just speak in a normal, uh, I don't know, what would we say, monotone or a normal level voice. And you'll see, uh, and you'll see a difference almost immediately. And I remember... 48 hours later, after just following that piece of advice, all of a sudden, my voice was coming back to where it needed to be. So that well, was a good tip. I'm glad you've made good use of it. And I, it's astounding that you can remember something from that many years ago. May, we have to watch what we say, because sometimes people not only listen, but actually remember it. Uh, and implement it. <laughs> and implement it. So we often tend to ignore the blessings that we have and take things for granted and often abuse our bodies along the way until something goes wrong. And then we go like, oh my gosh, I didn't really need to do that that much. I didn't need to throw it away. My words are important, they're well chosen, they could be spoken gently and have a profound, powerful impact. So if a person's going to be doing vocal performance, as you had to do when you were leading the davening, um, 
abusing and overusing is uh, is throwing away a precious gift. Right. And, and the first thing that needs to stop. So behaviorally, when a person's concerned about vocal performance, they should certainly be aware of speaking in loud environments. Cars are very loud environments. There's a lot of background noise, simchas, weddings, uh, noisy places. So that's very important. And then there are a couple of hygiene issues, which I probably told you about that you probably took this advice. Hydration is very important for right. the voice. The number one, one of the probably the one amongst the top killers of the human voice is not, is not having enough uh, clear fluid in your body. And when it comes to hydration, you told me then a sip at a time. Not don't don't drink an entire bottle and think that that's wow. right. A if sip you, at a if time. If you tank up, you're headed to the bathroom. Correct. The issue is sipping frequently because actually the act of swallowing is what actually lubricates the, the vocal folds and relaxes them. So sipping frequently. And I guess I'll try to come up with two more biologic variables. Uh, one is sleep. Inadequate sleep, voice down. Adequate sleep, strength of the voice up. Right. And sometimes people don't realize their intestinal tract is connected to their voice tract. Um, Acid, etc., right? Bingo. And some people know they have acid reflux right. and indigestion and they feel these things and some people don't know it. So being kind to your digestive tract when you're coming up for performance is important. Avoiding things like chocolate and spicy foods and fried foods. Uh, and then there's some simple, and I don't remember what if I gave you any vocal warm-up exercises. Well, you did teach me at that time that uh, you did teach me at that time that humming was a perfect way to get your voice going in the morning and not, you know, I guess overwork it, not, you know, not jump into, you know, singing and jump into... Yeah, so you don't, you didn't need me here for this talk. You've right, I could have done it all myself. You've got all the right You're points. shocked that I remember all this stuff. Astounded. Uh, yeah, humming But that's is, how important my is voice a, is to me. I do remember all this stuff. Yeah, and look what you're doing with your voice all these years. And uh, I was actually met you by being a consumer of your show before I knew anything about it, accidentally right. finding your station while I was commuting my son to Frisch High School in New Jersey. Right. And I started to enjoy the traffic coming back with the commuters because if I got a lot of traffic, I got to hear your whole show. <laughs> if I got across the George Washington Bridge, I lost the show. <laughs> And uh, you actually had a rabbi speaking on that show in the morning, who I'll leave the name out for the moment. And I was listening to his morning chizik, and I was really getting a lot out of it because of my own Jewish journey. And then he went off the air, and I was heartbroken. And then I got a phone call from a physician asking me if I knew anything about a certain medical condition. I said, yes, why? He said, well, I have an important speaker who needs your help. And I got to meet and help the very person that I was learning every morning from off your show. I don't remember that story, but that's great. Uh, it was, it, was, it gives me chills great. to this day to see this man walk into my office and for me to give him a hug and say, you've been with me every morning for the last two years and I've missed you and I hope we can get your voice back. And he said to me, I want my smile back as well as my voice. And we were successful and he got back on your show. You can tell when a voice is smiling when it's not. That's one of your expertise, right? Yeah, you can tell when a person's straining and when a person's at ease. Right. Uh, I guess I should also mention um, do a lot with stuttering, which is a very interesting Yeah, now, thing. You, you may recall, I'm not sure if you do, you may recall that the Lieben family is extremely close with the Siegel family. And the Lieben family is extremely close with the Schneider family because the Liebens have been incredible, not just supporters, but trailblazers in the area of helping people who do stutter, correct? Would that be accurate, the way I put it? Yes, their family has been affected by this, right. and uh, their son is a real hero of mine. He's someone who has a wonderful stutter, and he is a courtroom attorney, and he never loses because he knows that he's out there to do the job, 
And he actually says it's an advantage because people on the jury have to spend twice as much time listening to him as oh, his opponents. That funny. And they also have more compassion for him and they listen more to his message because they feel that he's so determined that he won't let anything physical stop him. Uh, there are tips for people that, that in, in general, that are stutterers. Um, I remember seeing this just a few days ago. Somebody was wearing, and I thought of you when I saw this. Uh, it, it was three words. I think it was stop, stop. What would it be? Aren't there, isn't there like a guideline of how to stop, breathe? and? Well, I guess I'm, I'm, this is a delicate area, yeah. even more than the voice, because there's a lot of misadvice in the world for this issue. Stuttering is a motor tic disorder. It's not a psychological disorder. It can be exacerbated by stress. It's not caused by stress. And it can cause anxiety and discomfort, but it's not caused by those things. Well, what's the first step when you're trying to get somebody to... So if you wanted a strategy to be a... If you're a person who has this physical trait and you wanted to kind of reduce the frequency and the intensity of these interruptions, the best thing to do is speak in very short phrases. Mm. The best thing that you can do is to speak with a lot of pauses. The shorter the phrase, the less struggle. That might be what that advice was in those few words. And there's a flip side to that, because I told you I like to think of being a therapist to free people to express as opposed to fixing or hiding a problem. This is a skill that makes for great speakers. Which we know from history. Which we know from history. So uh, I don't know if history you're referring to Moshe Rabbeinu. Well, that's one. But he identifies himself in Shemot as saying, I'm quad peh, I'm quad lashom. Something's wrong. Speaking's hard. I don't want to do it. And he becomes Mr. Devarim. So I used to tell people that's the first historical record of a cure of stuttering, except there's something interesting. It never says he became not quad peh. Right. So I like the story that way, meaning if you really know what God's telling you to do in this world. He never lost that trait, as you would say. Beautiful. Yeah, I pay attention to what you're talking about, Doc. But not only do you pay attention, you remember. <laughs> remember that right. is amazing. Well, voice is very important to me, and it's funny you you started by saying you enjoyed the richness of my voice, etc. Because we debate, and I know this sounds silly that anybody would even debate this, but we debate if the old Nahum Siegel, the 35 year old Nahum Siegel, doing an introduction at a concert as an MC, which was exciting in the build up. You've heard it before. Uh, or this Nahum Siegel, you know, 20 years later, which voice is better? And we always debate this. I always tend to say the younger one sounds better. And my staff says, no, I think the older one sounds better. And I'm like, I don't know. I, th- I think you hear the age in it. Like, like if you would have walked up here 20 years ago, would you have heard the same exact richness and tone to my voice that you heard this morning or not? Interesting, because I did have a very strong, positive response listening to you standing outdoors here a few feet away from you. Uh, it's a lot of resonance. I think, one, I think our life has chapters, and the early chapters of our young adult lives are filled with power and energy and, uh, and heavy-duty passion. And I think we mellow, and we start to realize what's important, and we start to notice the successes that we've had, and we become more comfortable in that. And we, we don't have to succeed by just putting a lot of power and noise and sound out and energy out there. We can really go deeper. So I think you become more reflective attitudinally, linguistically, philosophically, There's more depth. and physiologically. Because we don't have the energy to push mm-hmm. as hard we'd fall out of the chair. Right. So we have to recognize that we have to go deep, let our words sink in, choose our words more carefully. So uh, I like both Nachum Siegels because they're still coming from the same place of value and so forth. I appreciate that. One other thing, by the way, Dr. Phil, and this is the real Dr. Phil, by the way, Dr. Phil Schneider. 
Uh, oh, and the website, just remind everybody how they can Please. get some of this information. Yes, the website is schneiderspeech.com, and we have offices in Brooklyn, Five Towns, Manhattan, Cedarhurst, oh, that's Five Towns, and we just opened this week in Lakewood. Mazel tov, wow. So there are six of us in the practice, and Uri Schneider. Yeah, Uri I read about, sure. Uri Schneider is my firstborn son. Right. He is amazing, and he's launched far beyond any place I've gotten. One other tip I remember, and this one I do implement, because whenever people would try to train me to sing, quote-unquote, properly, you know, they always talk about from the diaphragm, not from the throat, all that. I never can get it. It's a discipline, an exercise. It just, for whatever reason, I was never able to last. But one thing I have implemented over the last many, many years, I think beginning with the first session of advice you gave me, is I will always breathe in before I will speak, announce, or sing. I will always breathe in from my nose instead of from my throat and again, my mouth. And again, this is because that's more hydrated, right? Oxygenated, what would you call it? Oxygen- yeah, you'll hydrated. be drier if you're breathing through right. your mouth. And that helps tremendously. So I know you tried to get me to do all this properly, but that one really stuck with me, thank God. <laughs> this is delightful. And to recognize that uh, and just being here with you is just absolutely delicious. Thank you very much. So, And by the way, do you know people won't believe this? especially my longtime listeners and I believe this, do you know that I have a, what I think people would refer to as a speech impediment? I have a speech impediment. There are certain times, most notably, when I get an aliyah, I know this is going to sound the strangest thing in the world, when I get an aliyah and I hit a certain word, every single time since my bar mitzvah that I have had an aliyah and I've gotten to that word, I have trouble getting it out of my mouth. And I know people cannot possibly believe that I, Mr. Communication, has a situation like that, yet I do. And I don't even think in your office I can replicate it. I think it has to be in a minion totally. with a crowd at the level of my of the volume that I normally would, would say the bracha. So this kind of experience that you're describing, which is shared by more than 1% of adult human beings in the world, it's a very tiny little flavor what people tend to call stuttering. Right. It's very situation-specific. In fact, this morning I opened an email with somebody saying to me, you won't believe this. I mean, literally this yeah, morning. Yeah, why would you believe man, it about me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that there's just one word I cannot say. Right. And every time it comes up, only in a certain situation. Right. It's it not ex- in the Jewish right, world. Right, <laughs> So this is a very common experience. What happens to people is if you have one bad experience, the brain remembers that this was a, this was a dangerous place for you. As if you'd gotten mugged on a right. certain street. For the next 50 years when you walk down that street, you're going to hold your breath. Right. Literally what happens is your vocal cords lock. And you hold your breath. It's a response to fear. And the fear response of a human being is very primitive and very locked in the brain to protect you from getting hurt there. So when you see the aliyah coming, your heart rate will change. Your blood pressure will change. And, and you'll start to say, oh, here comes that word, and predict it. And then sure enough, you'll lock. It must have happened that my bar It's extremely hard to undo that. Uh, and so it leads me to a story that happened this week. Well, wait, before you tell me the yeah. story, if I went to you on a regular basis, I couldn't get rid of it? It's a tough one. Really? So I feel so much better about this now. Because for yeah. the last 20 years, I'm saying to myself, I should be going to you to take I care think, of this. <laughs> and so I, who didn't grow up in Jewish ritual, I've been going to synagogue here for 30 years and still feel like a foreigner. and still feel embarrassed and shame. Like, where am I going to stand when I go up for the Aliyah? Will I remember it? Uh, it's a little bit of a prayer. And, like, of course I remember, but the anxiety level has not changed in 30 years. And so what I tell myself is, why am I here as a Jew? Why do I want to be in the synagogue? Why do I want to stand up and put my hand on the Torah and say something in a foreign language to me and do this in front of the Jewish community? So I say to myself, 
it's because I want to be connected to Hashem and I want to be connected to the Jewish people and our Jewish story and our Jewish journey and so it's okay to be nervous like Moshe Rabbeinu and just have faith in Hashem and I love the bracha and I say it all the time when I speak I cannot do this by myself and I have to be reminded of my humility so when you stand up there and you feel like it's not going to work say, of course I have to ask Hashem to open my mouth in a way that something good's going to happen and I have to also realize that everybody in the room is ashamed and afraid of something of being viewed as weak and we're all weak and so for me every single time it's an emotional spiritual battle and I just try to make it meaningful and say okay this is interesting what is the word and maybe I have to say to myself maybe there's something in that word I need to start to think about so if you ever want to have that discussion in more depth now or at another time I'm ready. It's phenomenal for as Rosh Hashanah approaches to have this conversation. And by the way, since she's available now, Miriam Wallach, I asked Dr. Phil, is the old Malcolm Siegel voice, the young Malcolm ah. Siegel voice, better than the old Malcolm Siegel voice? He he says it's a tie. I told him I say young, you say old. He I says it's a tie. I prefer old. He says it's a tie. They're different, and they both have great value. And I, I, I wish and bless you that you have many more chapters with using your voice to do great Amen. things in the world. Amen. You got time for one short story? Very quick. Very quick. Very quick. Met a young man last week from the Passaic community, nine years old, because the mother was so afraid of his, uh, to do something for his stuttering because he was afraid. He told the family he was not going to school this week ever again. Because of the public humiliation. Because of the fear of public humiliation. And I, when I tried to begin a conversation with him, he began to cry hysterically and crawled under my desk as a nine-year-old and wouldn't come out. And I went home perturbed. In all my years, I'd never seen that much fear and that much pain and that much suffering. And I called and thought everybody I could possibly... I, found, I called a famous rabbi who stutters. So would you go and go to school with this kid? I'll go too. He didn't want anybody to come. He didn't want anybody to know. He doesn't want his siblings to know. So I, one thing he loves, his parents told me he loves baseball. I don't like baseball. So I told him if he has the courage to go to school Tuesday morning, I'll meet him at school at the end of the day and take him to the Yankees game. Give him supper out, hot dogs and everything. And that's so first so it's new moves all the time and uh, we went to the ball game. Now we're talking to each other. Dr. Phil, you're the best. Thank you so much. Thanks, Nachum, for this opportunity. And just keep doing, keep using that voice to do beautiful things in the world. Thank you so much. The uh, amazing Dr. Phil Schneider, everybody. Check out his website, and uh, certainly if you have a member of your family who needs help with stuttering, you got to contact him and his family ASAP. We're brought to you by Azer Mitzion, the world's largest Jewish bone marrow registry. You should go to their uh, website, uh, emgolf.org, for information about their upcoming golf tournament, emgolf.org. And don't forget that we are already part of, and you should be a part of, the big ball drop contest. Uh, emgolf.org slash ball drop. Use the promo code Nahum for your discount. Again, that's emgolf.org slash ball drop and we are joined by chief of staff at care centrics care centrics is located where in stamford and hartford and stamford and, and hartford, phoenix and tampa and all around the country and he is a self-described early dreamer of the nahum siegel network you thought i sat around dreaming about this network he claims that he was one of the early dreamers i refer of course to our good friend 
Daniel Gordon. Daniel, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachman. Good morning. I have a very strong recollection of being in Orlando, Florida, in the perfect time of year. I'm not, um, I'm not denying it. In, uh, in, 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 in August. I mean, yeah. who else would want to be in in, anywhere else? And so we couldn't go outside. So we were inside, and we drew, and we talked about this network. And I think I said, go for it, but you you know, uh, good luck. And uh, and was some encouraging and, and, and thought, and I had the, the opportunity and the gift to... Uh, to host a show on the network a little bit, uh, certainly to eat a lot of early morning snacks. I'm far from here. I'm in New Jersey uh, during marathons, and so over the years, it's been uh, it's really been a pleasure uh, to watch and to listen every day. Well, I thank you. You know, uh, it, we can't only dream ourselves.
morning, one and all. This is uh, Rummy just uh, coming into sign off. Had a bit, a little bit of a technical difficulties as we have been uh, presenting this morning's JM in the AM from the Pizza Block in Riverdale, New Jersey. Lots of great guests. The um, archive will be up uh, shortly, sometime with all the music and the great interviews. And you'll check out the app and. Uh, uh, the uh, website uh, li- just a little bit later. Make sure to stay tuned. Coming up next is Charlie Harari and Unlocking Greatness in our Great Full Thursday programming. And so tune in for all of that, all of our great programming and an On the Roads programs this month being brought to us by Azer Mitzion. And uh, so make sure to stay tuned um, for more excellent NSN programming coming up next. We thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, this has been uh, James the M uh, with uh, Nahum Siegel. Uh, Miriam Awalak, Yoni Pollock, lots of great guests, and Azer Mitzia.